My name is Ben. Welcome to Supercoach Insider. He's <laughs> just changing it up. I'm joined by Chris. Hello, Chris. <laughs> Welcome. Guess, yeah. Is this an interview now? Are we doing it a bit differently this week? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I'd mix it up. <laughs> he's just he's changing it because you know he well, wants to interview to the be, talent. To be so honest, I understand. To be honest, Chris, I'm a little bit upset. Um, Chris tried to cruise with me earlier. He tried to pull a late out. <laughs> Uh, although here's always some... always pull, late pulling out, mate. <laughs> well, I nearly pulled the cruiser on the weekend too, mate. Oh uh, yes, did you? Really? Yeah, yeah, I nearly didn't pull out. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting, but also true. <laughs> that, that one's probably for the boys. Uh, sorry, I, knew, I do. Oh, know, I do know we have some ladies with us. Yes. So, so thanks for contacting us on uh, on through our Facebook, which is pretty cool. Yes. And um, never trust the boys. Get on the pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Mate, well, no, uh, but they're having a, a more pill. Than Stefan Martin on the weekend, I tell you. Oh what. no, I don't know about that. Ooh, ooh, that was that was oh. nice. Did you? You must have been watching that game, being like, "Yeah, I'm enjoying this a lot." Oh mate, what, what a comeback! I'm tied in pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are Super Coach Insider. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we are covering round three. Yep. Uh, you can find us on facebookcom forward slash Insider yep. and Twitter. We are sc underscore insider underscore. Please do shout out, give us that love. We are really feeling it at the moment, Chris. Yeah, I think um, it's it's yeah, it's been really good, and we are starting to gain a lot more traction, which is yep. cool. And now, and if, um, even oh. like over a thousand listens an episode, which is like looking pretty snug. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I'd also say that it, uh, overall, um, the feedback and the banter on the on Facebook, especially, but also Twitter, um, is is at an all time high, which is cool. Um, people are getting involved, especially on weekends when they're watching games that and sounds like scrolling. A band, and, yeah, <laughs> it's true. All time high. Well, all time low. One of the greatest bands out there, just so you know. Um, <laughs> the just classic pop punk band from the noughties. Um, anyway, um, I think we'll start with banter of the week. The sure, Chris. A bit of a shout out. So we went with, um, there was quite a lot, but uh, one that we quite enjoyed ourselves, um, uh, Brett Mollison. So uh, cheers, Brett, to you out there. But uh, over the weekend where we announced that um, Reece Stanley was a laid out because they have so many Ruckman <laughs> at Geelong. Um, and Nick Nat was going to ruck pretty much solo and he rucked against um, you know, Blitzavs at times and, and against that uh, uh, Radigalia. I think that's how you pronounce it. I can just call him Ratatouille. <laughs> anyway, so first comment top of the page was, I've heard Gregson has quite the leap on him, <laughs> which I just, I love. So congratulations on the banter of the week there, Brett. That was really good. Yeah. First thing is to go to Bunnings and get a stepladder. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, the joke in that is Gregson is short, just in case you missed it. Sorry. Oh, wow. You are, you are not pointing out the obvious, are you? Oh, you know, so this, I'm just educating the uneducated out there. You know, not everyone can see the screen. Let them Google, Chris. Let them Google. Let them Google. Let you them can put play. it on the line. <laughs> I like it. The reference from last week. I respect yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. Um, now You've got to blend them together, Chris. Excellent. Now, how'd, you, how'd your week go? So tell, tell us about your score and uh, and everything like that. Uh, I did quite well, Chris. I believe I did better than you. Ah, it's unlucky. There's a first time for everything. So. <laughs> yes. Well, you are you are the notorious um, standard player. Apart from apart from the fact that you were probably the first to lose your virginity, that's about it. That's that, that's where it is. It's been a twelve year stint in between, fifteen. I 
no 16 years. Come on, Chris. You're also the first to lose your hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going great. I'm not losing a single spend. It's luckless. Look, my my team actually did really well. Uh, Well, considering. Uh, So I got 22.61. Not too bad. If Billings had have been uh, Walters, then that would have been a lot better. But um, look. Walters is a better pick. You're right. Yeah. So um, (laughs) I kept Liam Ryan on ground. um, Rolled the dice. Well, to be fair, I actually just forgot in the GWS (laughs) played that game. That's classic you. And uh, yeah, so locked me out. And I was like, Oh, well, come on, Liam Ryan. And uh, no, he did well until he broke his ankle. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, these guys have got to stop the hokey pokey, Chris. Oh, I'd love to know what his injury actually is because I read about seven different reports saying he's out for 10 to 12 weeks. Not one single report actually said what the injury was. He's gone walkabout. Uh, they, apparently he heard a snap, but that's about it. He's gone walkabout. He's <laughs> <laughs> gone out bush. Damn it, I was actually trying to, I was trying to be really that good was, today. Chris. That was a double pun because <laughs> obviously he's gone out bush, but also he can't walk. No. I respect that. was a good effort. That might be Thank some you. of your best tr- work. I was trying to be a bit more PC today. Oh, okay, cool. And I failed already. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, anyway, so I am now ranked uh, inside the top 10,000. I am ranked 9,300. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've made my way up steadily. I don't have too many injury concerns, obviously, except for the same yeah. as everyone else. I think else. we both lucked out um, with the VC5. You got, you, oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah. yeah, against Gold Coast. I yeah. was like, VC5. And um, just because, I don't know, Dusty and Titch versing each other, I didn't know which one was going to go big. Yeah. And I felt like one would and one wouldn't, so I couldn't work out which one either, well, and I thought five could tell. My big thing was um, I'm actually concerned about Dusty uh, playing a lot of time forward in the 450, like a lot, like over the well, normal amount. H- how goes to him, and they're like, Dim is like, oh, someone's showing you attention, let's just put you at full forward. Yeah, it's like what's up with that? And Bontepelli playing like for like seriously, yeah, what's been, up? The coaches, what, coaches are fucking up. What is happening? Chris? <laughs> we'll, 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 these premiums, <laughs> these coaches do not care. No, they, do they not. don't care. The Bulldogs won, so they're like, hey, Bontepelli, you are now our forward line because we well, don't have it's, anyone. It's because Roughhead's out, obviously, that they play. Oh, and Tom forward. Boyd and Shacky are worth a bunch of peanuts. Well, I mean that's also true. I mean, who wants a Brisbane Lions reject? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want him back, Chris. I'll tell you that. No, you we do not. do not want him. Uh, if yeah, that so- Shacky, it's too. Late. <laughs> Yeah. It's too late, Shaq. He probably plays. He probably plays <laughs> super coach. He probably listens to us too. You're off by Christmas card. <laughs> he, he probably. He actually probably liked us because you. Um, because Dane Beams. No, no. Dane Zorko didn't let you buy him a coffee. So he's like, ah, I like this guy. <laughs> I also hate Dane Zorko. <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep bringing that up Chris because it's it funny. cuts me deep <laughs> it's so deep that's it why I do me it deep. that's why I do it every single time meanwhile very lucky I got rid of Beams for Dangerfield this week not so much that Danger <laughs> did really well but because Beams didn't play so hallelujah yeah, you are out of my out. side they're my only two trades Chris it's not terrible that he's still turned up that's my only two trades yeah I t- uh, nick that in and Dane Beams out yeah so doesn't matter if you get a ton by an inch or a mile tonning's tonning right doesn't matter if you have an inch or a mile <laughs> yeah well sometimes it does <laughs> an inch is an inch <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I keep telling people. <laughs> oh wow! Anyway, that is that's really off topic. Anyway, right, so, so I scored two 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 nine, uh, so two thousand two hundred and twenty nine. Um, so about thirty points. So don't make it try sound bigger. And it was it was going well right up until um, Adam Simpson decided that he would fuck with my week and put Yo at fullback on Dangerfield. Oh, meanwhile for three quarters of football, and he was a negative eight. Literally on negative eight at the start of the fourth quarter, and they oh they're like oh we should probably do something about this game because we're losing, and then they're like oh we'll put Yo into the middle and he dominated that quarter. He's the reason they won that game. 
Yep. So we're we're, so we're, up, up. we're putting it out there. So when was the last time you did a yo where <laughs> you were put in an unfavorable situation? <laughs> so when a coach puts you in the back line and says, you know what, you're playing fullback or whatever you're doing today, you're gonna just do nothing today. <laughs> exactly. When was not the last... even a sweeper role? So his normal role was taken by Brad Shepard. So his normal when he goes to the back line, he's that sweeper that picks up and, and distributes. Yep. He wasn't even that. It was literally lockdown dangers there. You do not move out of two meters from him. It was freaking stupid. Okay. But yeah. So, yeah, so you're doing a, yo. doing a yo, having a yo, pulling a yo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so try and integrate that this week in the comments. That's or, or, be ma- the or, make, the week. or make your own meme. If you make a meme that's good enough, we will post it. Yeah. 100%. Sounds, and sounds the other good. one is um, pulling oh, a cruiser. Pulling a cruiser, uh, having a laid out. So, yeah, so you're either having a laid out, so you're out on the town. Hey, boys, I'm pulling a cruiser. I'm, I'm a laid out. <laughs> um, or, you know, maybe you, you found a lovely lady or a, a lovely someone over the weekend <laughs> and you're pulling someone. a cruiser because you're pulling out late. <laughs> they, might, they might be well out of your league, but you're still you maybe naked man in. One in three works every time. Um, so yeah, look, there was. Uh, we'll go through exactly uh, how the, the teams went later um, as we go through the games. But uh, I think at the end of the day, I was disappointed considering I thought that I was going to be twenty three hundred plus, which would have been a top score. And then I ended up having a mediocre score. Um, I did actually still go up oh, in rankings. Of yo. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> of yo. Well, well, he, he pulled a, yo pulled a yo. Yeah. He, he, here's the funny part. I nearly rage traded Hibbert to Yo. Oh, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I am so glad I did not. Yeah, look, I don't know. We keep the faith with Hibbert. I mean, well, I don't think it was a fantastic I, I, he, game. He definitely wasn't fantastic, but I thought, you know what? Turning a corner? No, I just thought, look, I'm gonna, I'll leave him. He'll have a big game at some point. So I'm like, you know, let's just see how it goes. So yeah. I don't think is, I don't think it's a really bad. There's at one point where I was like, oh, I think Hibbert was on like 20 at like close to half time or something similar. Oh, it was horrible. And um, and I was like, oh, I'm starting to regret, reg- you know, recommending people hold on to him. But then he really pulled it together in the second half. So, um, that's how it was. Um, it, uh, apart from that, I mean, the the yeah, that's why I was really upset. I still went up in rankings, so I'm actually ranked now. I was about 5200 and now I'm about uh, 5,023. Uh, when I say about, I mean I am actually 5,023. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not unhappy with my ranking. And I think both of us have had a pretty good start to the year. Not too bad. It hasn't been terrible. Yeah, so I'm, what am I, 9, 2, 9,200 or something. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with There's that. There's a lot of people out there with a lot worse teams than us that yep. are probably better super coaches. Yep, and, so, and like literally I don't have much... We'll get to that anyway. We don't have too many problems I don't have too many. No, no, we picked pretty good rookies. And yep. I think that, um, you know, I think the only one we did discuss as well, which we'll get into, but uh, I think Fogarty's probably the only one that's gotten away is because we didn't think he had good job security. Yep. And he probably didn't until all these injuries have just hit yeah, Geelong. Yeah, I mean, you've had so if, if, Duncan out, which we didn't see coming. Albert now is going to be out, which yep. again... It's, it uh, Guthrie's Kelly. gone. Um, also yeah, the and other, they've, had, they've had three injuries on the weekend. and Yep, so I think uh, his, his security's actually looking pretty good at this stage yeah, so look so but that happens it's a it's a risk re- reward outside i think we made the right decisions though so that's good um now our leagues so we've um <laughs> i'd just like to say the 1200s uh always 1200 better than you uh going pretty all right we actually increased our um our league standing to 211 and you happen to follow us but just still 1200 out aren't you yeah 1250 out <laughs> but we're gonna move right on there Chris. 1263 or something like that isn't it yep but you know you know what they say mate the sausage roll do get hot at some point. <laughs> yeah, sure. It'll just be the last last game of the season. You might, hey, might mate, make, you, make you be careful. You may back. end up with some sauce on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! I'll pull a cruiser on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and look, so how'd you go with your leagues? Like, did you win most of your leagues, your league games? I did, actually. So I won 8 out of 10. I lost a couple by a very small margin. Um, yeah, so I'm, look, I'm pretty happy with the league. Uh, but let's get into the actual league. So Supercoach Insider League uh, is ranked 650. Mm-hmm. All of these sides are actually ranked better than the Sussy Drolls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Supercoach well, Insider... Well, you're not the common denominator, clearly. No, Supercoach Insider <laughs> number 2 is ranked 831. Number 3 is ranked 81st, which is really good. So Supercoach Insider... Our uh, league number three, uh, podcast league is one thirty-seven. So they've actually jumped up pretty bonus good. League, yeah, yeah. I uh, know the bonus league's forty-fifth. Oh. oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're in the top fifty. So hopefully yeah. we'll push that up towards the end of the season as well. Yes. So let's, let's make a goal to try and get that to top ten. So make yourselves known if you're in the um, SCI. Yeah, if you're uh, in the bonus, bonus league, if you're in the bonus league or Supercoach Insider number three, yeah. who's eighty-first. Yeah, yep. shout out and um, let's let's work together on this. Uh, also, I do want to apologise. I've been a little bit busy the last week. Um, I I also came to a sudden realization that uh, a couple of weeks ago for draft people, um, I put out who I'm interested in, and then everyone seems to get awares in my league, and I get nobody. Like, <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't help that I'm coming. It's his first because he had first pick. It doesn't help that I'm coming first after mm. three games undefeated. But uh, anyway, so what I want to do. Um, comment uh, on Facebook or Twitter or even send me an email. So we're supercoachinsider at gmail.com. What I would want to do is just send out an email each week with some um, draft people that I think are interesting. And then from there, you can actually send me your draft waivers and we can have a look and just say, look, uh, have a look at who's available on the waiver and then give you some ideas for that. But I just want to kind of go, this is our 10-man league. These are people that I'm looking for. This is the heat maps that I'm looking at. And these are reasons why I think this person's a good pick. Yeah, we're going to develop a mailing list for it because I think draft is a, it's so much more unique. There's so much more content to go through. Yeah, like even Paul Seedsman, I wanted, based on his stats and his heat map, like he looks like he's playing the Brady Smith role. Yep. You know what I mean? He's rebounding, his heat map looks good, his disposals are good, and he's also pushing forward and kicking goals. Like, that's a winner. Like, where was he that showed, when he was playing for Collingwood? Well, he showed glimpses of it, and I just don't think he had continuity in his game. He was always in and out of the team. What re- what he really needs is a good run at it, which is what he's getting now, which I'm really, really happy with. Um, but it's uh, he's always had the talent. And even Buckley has said it, Malthouse has said it, his previous coaches have all said, he has the talent and the skills and the ability. Oh. It's just his application. Some of those chase down tackles, man. I'm going to call him yeah. Speedsman. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I'll dig it. I'll dig it. Can you dig it? We can dig it. Can y'all dig it? Sorry. Um, I don't dig it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, I picked up that week that you you know mentioned Taranto. I picked Taranto up. Um, and look, he got a 49 because he did exactly what we said he was going to do anyway. Yeah, hopper, and, hopper in. Although, yeah, he didn't have a very good game. But yeah. look, I think he'll bounce back from that. But um, let's get into the games, mate. Shall um, we? Yeah, we should just right. jump right on well, in. Well, first one, you're going to be very excited, Chris. Collingwood got a win. I was very excited. I was I was slightly aroused even. Actually, I wasn't in the first quarter. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they didn't really rock up. But then they kicked nine goals in a row, and I uh, I started paying attention. So um, I think Carlton as a whole uh, pulled the yoke. <laughs> they did. I forced into a situation they didn't want to be in. Yeah. And it makes sense. You know what? I was on the, back, on the back of a guy that I like to call the Jet. Um, I wish I could call him Jimmy the Jet, but I can't. Um, Sam Murray, unbelievable game. What a football game. And he just he just burned everyone. He got the ball and just burned them off. Well, apparently uh, Cripps is still chasing him. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's this fantastic... <laughs> he obviously was the... Um, uh, what's the... Uh, NAB Rising Star. And so he, they've had like a highlights package of his game going around on uh, online for the past week. To be fair, I actually think Talia chased Buddy Franklin harder than Cripps chased <laughs> Murray down. Cripps just gave... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's all you can see every single time and the commentators oh he's just burned Crips off and Crips in the background is being like yeah I'm not doing that I'm just I'm giving that up <laughs> he's gonna pull a cruiser he's yeah gonna... so all, all this uh, all this week Chris I, I, I commented Carlton for a, a bit of a comment um, I wanted to know what was going on. Where's his speed? Where's the the, the hunger? Mm. Instead of being lackluster. Uh, so apparently, all of this week they've got a little tractor down there at uh, Carlton. <laughs> they do not. Have they tractor. do a little tractor. Yeah, right. Sure. Hear me out, Chris. You were not there. You do not know this proved information. Mm-hmm. And um, they're putting a little face of Murray on the back of this tractor. And- <laughs> Making Crips run around the field. It's just, just like a carrot and a stick. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah, yeah. it's game-like because he won't get near that tractor. <laughs> no, uh, I can just imagine like Megan Gales at the back of the tractor just being like, whip! And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but yes, Murray, good game. Um, yeah, fantastic game. I actually think he was the driving force behind um, why they started scoring because uh, for too long, um, for far too long, we've relied on half-back flankers like Jack Crisp and uh, and Tom, who actually had a good game. I'm sorry, sorry to pot you again. Um, and Tom Langdon and one pace defenders that I mean they might be able to defend but they can't their kicking skills are to be desired and they can't really break the lines and not really line breaking players and he's just changed the dynamic they look for him coming out of defence and as soon as he gets the ball it's on and within three possessions it's in the forward 50 it's really really impressive to watch and I really really rate his game so um, yeah I really liked it Um, Grundy though Oh, Grundy Tower. Jumping in with a 154 Grundy, which is definitely a career high for Grundy, um, which is well, fantastic. Yeah, super yes, coach, super, super coach. coach career high. But I mean, even his, uh, he had 25 disposals, 13 contested possessions. Um, he had 32 hitouts, seven clearances, three of them being center clearances. Um, he even had two inside 50s. He did have four freeze four as well, um, and a goal assist. I mean, that's just that's an all round game. 25 disposals. The only one that you know you could say had a better um, yeah, output was Stefan Martin. But I don't think his ruck work was quite to the standard of Grundy's against Cruiser. Um, we did have a uh, someone comment actually during the week saying that um, apparently Cruiser just didn't look right. Um, wasn't really jumping into the contest um, and was definitely off the mark. Yeah. Well, so, I, I did hear Chris. He was wanting to go for that contest, but then at the last minute he would just pull out. <laughs> 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 oh, you didn't see that coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, double whammy. Unintentional. <laughs> As in Jane Simmons at the plate. Oh, whammy. Oh, whammy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Angry Man pretty much runs my life. So. <laughs> whammy. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Um, Steel Sidebottom had a freaking awesome game. Um, started off on fire. I think he had about 16 or 17 disposals in the first quarter. And he was just like, they sent someone to him, which uh, I think Kurnow went to him and quieted him down for a bit. But eventually he just, you know, overran that tag because he just outruns people, yeah. which was pretty I cool. I think they asked like, oh, are you, are you showing him any attention? Oh, yeah, we put uh, Kurnow on him for a little bit. Yeah. Um, what, what's up with his haircut though, Chris? I don't like it. <laughs> Still. I don't know if it, I can support it. Was it. A, it was a leukemia thing. He shaved his head oh. for, for cancer research. Oh, bless. Research. I, I retract my previous <laughs> yeah, yeah. statement. Aren't you a dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Pendlebury had a good game. Play played literally exclusively on Paddy Cripps. Um, they they don't have so Buckley came out and said 
they literally don't have a big body midfielder at the moment. Um, uh, he did a good job stopping him, uh, Cripps, from getting the contested possessions as well inside. Yeah, clearances. I mean, he just got taken to school. I mean, Pendlebury's always, like, right now, Pendlebury's still a better player than Patrick Cripps. I'm yep. sorry if you love Cripps. I love Cripps too, but he's still young. He's still raw. He's still getting into the game. Pendles just took him to school. You know what I think is also helping Pendlebury is the fact that Shaw is playing out of the forward line. Yeah, I think that's helping the entire of Collingwood right now. He looks fantastic coming out of the forward line. Um, he's actually kicking straight. I, well, he, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he's ever had a problem kicking a goal. So why can't he just practice his kicking? Like, okay, here's the player I'm kicking to. Let's just put a couple of goalposts yeah. beside him. Well, I think, okay, there's two things that helps him helping him at the moment. Because they know they're going in short, um, smaller, they're not bombing it generally to the top of the goal square. For too long, Collingwood just goes the bomb to the top of the goal square, create a contest, and hopefully get a goal, well, right? Well, Chris, I could have told you the Pies have been bombing for years. <laughs> That's true, uh, but not not as much as Brisbane though. Um, you know, let's be fair. If you're gonna pot pot Collingwood, ha, ha, come on, say mate, it. Mate, we nearly won on the weekend. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! All come right. on, everyone out there should know. I do rag on Brisbane and Brisbane players yeah, yeah, when it's enough. due. Fair enough. Um, this and, week it's not due, Chris. I'll give him a pass. So one thing that I'll say, because it, because uh, Buckley actually said they don't have a big body midfielder, they are looking to bring one in. Now, they have two in the reserves at the moment that are looking at getting games. Uh, and one of them is Rupert Wills, who I think will play this week. Uh, and the likely scenario is um, Adams just got uh, just did a hammy in training. And he's going to be out for two weeks. Ooh. So um, that really hurts um, their, their midfield and their clearance ability. So... Um, definitely, I think that Rupert Wills will come in this week and will likely play in there. I think he's a 224k midfielder, so he's not exactly cheap. And he's um, not exactly secure. No, no, his job security is not fantastic. The other one is Braden Sire, um, who was their first pick in last year's draft, not last year, the year before's draft. Um, I think he was at pick 20 or something because they had Trelaw in the early pick and then they picked him up. I wonder what his mum's name is. Brayden Sire. Yeah, Messiah? Messiah. <laughs> Potentially. Um, now, they've got big raps in him, but they took him as a project player, and he really hasn't had much of a go at it because he keeps getting injured. He's still growing into his body. I think he's 193, 194 centimetres and, like, 95 kilos. Like, he's a big boy, but runs through the midfield. Both of them had ridiculous games on the weekend, but the entire Collingwood team in the VFL had a ridiculous game, yep. uh, beating uh, the Northern Blues by 130 points. What's up with Darcy Lang for the Blues? I, I haven't seen a single thing on him. Well, Has he even played? Like, uh, literally? It's, it's unfortunate. I don't think any don't of those guys are going to get a call-up. I don't got, think he's even played. They, I mean, Collingwood put 200 points on them. 201 is what they scored. And it's going to be an insane. Like, I mean, unfortunately, Jamie Elliott did another hamstring as well today. So he's not coming in. He's so that uh, Elliot and Adams only low grade hamstrings apparently going to be missed two weeks. Yeah, same as Ablett. Low, <laughs> yeah, low grade, don't, yeah. don't stress, guys. But he stress. has a low grade every fourth week, so you know. Oh, pe- meanwhile, <laughs> seeing, seeing Ron hamstrings though, what's up with people being like, oh, I could have told you that the trip to West Coast. Like I know it's a long flight and everything like that, but he was. We did fl- call it though, didn't we? He we yeah, called in the preseason. Yeah, saying that. We thought he was going to miss games yeah. based on the travel, right? He said that he didn't want to, though, and it's probably a conversation he had behind closed doors. Well, not only that, he was playing like 90% time on ground, dude. 90% mid-time, too. Yeah, yeah, he was playing the most time on ground, so his body was fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to say, oh, I should have known better, I think it's just an unfortunate issue. People are going to pull hammies. Matt Crouch pulled a hammy for God's sake. But to sakes. say, oh, you should have known better, I knew better. It's like, well, no, you just assumed. And should have he- known better than to call you out. 
on a night like this. Sorry, all time low again. It was like, you know, same. All right, cool. Um, anyway, um, you're right though, uh, and I think um, I mean bodes well for Danger this week. Oh, because Danger will be playing ninety percent midfield this week. Danger sure. will go if Danger doesn't go one fifty. I will eat my shorts. Oh, I would love to see that. Yeah, fresh ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, just back on the the mid situation at Collingwood. So they had so Elliot kicked five goals in the VFL and then does a hammy this week. So he would have been a sure in. That's because he kicked um, too many goals, Chris. Yeah, but the one that is one hundred percent guaranteed to come in this week is Dugowie. Dugowie will be playing this week. He kicked four goals and twenty six disposals and had seven clearances. I'll give you Parish for him. Fuck off. There's no way. <laughs> Honestly, I thought... Oh, Chris and I did a trade, that trade that we spoke of last week. Um, I got uh, Lambert for Papley. Pa- Papley, and, and I got I gave, some steak knives and I Luke gave him, Ryan. And I gave him Luke Ryan, who just towed up. Meanwhile, okay, quick sidebar here. I gave him Luke Ryan because Hanley was coming back in, and Hanley is my worst offender. So I was like, boom, no worries. I'll get rid of Luke it's Ryan. He's just going to be sitting on my bench anyway. And then Hanley comes in and just pops his shoulder <laughs> from what? Like, trying to lift his arm up? Seriously. <laughs> Pretty much. It's the Irish curse. Um, so, yeah, so Dugowie will come in. I've actually got big raps on him. Playing If he gets an exclusive midfield role, I'm, I'm sure he can average 95. I'm really confident in it. So I'm. I actually wanted to go him this week. Um, I've got Lob and Lob's fifty-fifty to start this week with his injury. Yep, Lob's fifty-fifty. Marchbanks out as well, which is yeah. going to hurt you, uh, both of your uh, draft. I've sides. got him in draft. Yeah. Yes. So I thought, okay, well, I'll go go Lob to Dugowie. Just take the risk. But I'm kind of glad I don't. I don't have all the money. I've got three k short to do that trade. So I can't go straight to Dugowie, which is probably good because they're playing Adelaide and Adelaide. They're probably going to get towed up. That's painful. He might have a, a, a really poor week one, but I think that he might average about 95 over the season. That's an unfortunate situation, forward. Chris. I mean, uh, if only you could lob some money at it. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Could yeah. you lob me some cash and I can and lob could, it onto Dugowie? And then you could be Dugowie. <laughs> That's your exactly. comment from earlier. So, anyway. Um, so look, Joshy Thomas kicked five goals. He got 112. Um, he was really, really good in the game. He sort of just popped up in lucky spots, but um, uh, Aish, straight. Aish second Aish in a row again. Second and in a row. A really good role. Yeah, on the wing. He's yep. actually getting a lot of ball on the wing. But they're using him. So what I like is that they're using him as a link player. Yeah. So he's playing that. Uh, I like to call it the um, uh, Tarkin Lockyer role. So when Tarkin Lockyer was at his best, he was playing half forward and literally just uncontested or um, lead up the lead up target on the wing and then he just scoot off and have a, sh- a short uncontested kick to move the ball forward it's exactly the way Aish has been played at the moment and I love that, that they're using him for that here's the thing Chris I'm actually looking at him for draft well, I actually wanted to pick him up this week as a sneaky, but I thought oh, I'll uh, I had him. Week. I had him lower in my rankings if oh, I was... wanted to pick up, <laughs> and he's still actually on my list because that's two nineties in a row. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget the easy back end of the year that the Pies have. So when mm-hmm. they start to tail up like they did against Carlton, like he should be getting plenty of nineties. I, I don't think he's ever going to be the player that's going to get you a one ten or a one twenty. Or I, I don't think so either. I but, think he'll get you eighties to a hundred yeah. and consistently. Yeah, I exactly he, right. I think as a defender this year, I think that gives him value. Because he could average eighty five. Yeah, he could. He could. I mean, he's not. It's not. Uh, it's not above him to average that. No. What was but, he pick four or something? Uh, uh, I, I forgot seven. I forgot. Didn't you draft him? Or? I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot where he got drafted, Chris, because yeah. he's dead to me. <laughs> 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 Brisbane bias is strong. Um, how did how things? Another ninety-two. He's gonna just do that every week. Callum Brown, really impressive game from Callum Brown. Yeah, he actually um, did look really played good. Played really well. Um, outside of that, not really much else to talk about. And Everyone those, really. And those that picked up Stevenson uh, got repaid with a thirty-three. 
Yeah, it was odd because Collingwood really dominated the game, and they just he just never found the run on the board. Can so. we say bye bye? Yeah, he's got a. I think his break even's about thirty two, and I think he'll be gone. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't reckon he will be now. I think he will. With, with, oh, Elliot, maybe Elliot, not. Okay. If maybe. Elliot was coming in, now they might get for Solo in. So for Solo, still had twenty possessions and three goals. So he might come in if he does. It, it'll be at the expense of. Stevenson. What's a possession, Chris? Perse- a possession. <laughs> it's in between a recession and a possession. <laughs> Somewhere in between. We'll call it a yo. Yeah, we'll call it a yo. Um, but yeah, so they, they had a lot of contributors. Um, also, um, Blair um, had a hell of a game. And do you, do you want to hear this ridiculous stat? This is actually true. I'm not making this up. So it's not like my emails to Carlton? No. Chris Main kicked three goals and had 34 disposals. I did hear this. What the hell? Went, surely they can't call him up. He was probably playing O'Shea. <laughs> Because <laughs> he was having an O'Shea of a game. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, but um, um, anyway. what do you think about Carlton? Like, oh, thanks, say much thanks about Chris. It? Can Carlton get a go, yeah, mate? Get a bit of a word in here. Uh, okay, so look, uh, Murphy did Murphy things. He had a good game. Yep. Um, I think because Cripps got locked down a bit more, Murphy got uh, freed up. And he always likes to be free, Murphy. That's likes true. the free ball on the field. 29 disposals, um, 75%. Uh, and he had nine marks as well. So, yeah, yeah he he, right. there wasn't much close attention to him. Uh, Cripps did well, but he seemed to get yeah you know, he a lot of attention yeah. uh, he just didn't get those clearances but still got a 92 and got burned off by Murray as well and still got a 92 though yeah. and PS I think I even posted this game I think he had like three kicks that resulted in straight up to straight kicks to the opposition yeah so if he didn't butcher a few kicks straight to the opposition yeah. his points would have been a lot higher here's what I like about Cripps this year he's not he doesn't really like so Cripps last year is having 40s and 50s at times he just had games where he would just go missing that was a game where he went missing and still, and got, a still got a 92 yeah so I'm I'm actually liking Cripps' bottom end this year. Um, his top end's probably not as high either, though. He's only really had a 130 and a 125. Oh, sorry, 120. And a 12. No, he had, had, he had a 120 and a 112 or something. Okay. So he, I, I think I he'll, mean, he'll, he'll go nuts at some stage. Yeah, his real top end is huge. So yeah, I'm, I really want to see that soon. So Yep. And uh, Simpson proving everyone, um, yeah, whoever picked him up, he's averaging 120 for the first three. He got 97 again this week. I was um, actually cringing every time he got the ball. Because, again, he's just seagulling behind the ball. I could have got him instead of Hibbert. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, look, I don't know. I still don't know what he's going to average. I don't know if I can. I actually put my think faith he in, could actually you know. average more than Hibbert at this point. Like oh, based yeah. on his start as well. I don't. Yeah, unless Hibbert over goes the year. For okay, so here's where I, where I draw the line. So if if you from say now from now to the end of the year, who's going to average more? I still think Hibbert's going to average more. I think Simpson had like a ridiculous first game that inflates his average. Oh, it's like and the Franklin's last two games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'll right. take your ninety average to a ninety-seven yeah. average. So. Yeah. Someone I picked up in draft this week was Zach Fisher. So I was impressed that even in a game where he literally got towed up, turned over the ball, wasn't really as effective as he usually is, um, he still had, uh, let's have a look at how many disposals, 16 disposals. And he's playing through the midfield. Yeah, he's playing pure midfield minutes. Literally, heat map, straight up. I had him and on my way. I didn't get him either. I had him yeah, on my waiver. Yeah, yeah, I had Edwards back. I had Seedsman was who I was going for. Uh, I was like Seedsman and Fisher and you know those kind of guys. A lot of people picked up Zach Fisher as a speculative mid pricer that they put in um, as a trade last week, and I'm not against that. But a lot of them also went uh, both Taranto and Fisher, and I think that that's a real big mistake. I think you could only really go one or the other. And Taranto for me was well no a big no. I'm just trying to save my trades a little bit. Yeah, just, I think it's a bit too early. Like my team's Very not early. my team's not too bad. Yeah. So I don't see the point in going. And same as like with the Bonner, you know what I mean? Like uh, how many <laughs> how many of those Bonner trades went limp this week? 
<laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people are guilty. Like, even other podcasts are like, oh, you know, didn't work out so well this week. And I'm like, well, like, like I I'm not against the trade. I just personally, I didn't want to take that gamble, and I didn't see the point in trading. I was 100% against the trade. I don't hate Bonner as a player. I just think he's overrated. People saw his week one game and went, oh, my God, he's amazing. Sure, if you consider just and it's the seagulling. And, and again, it's out of his cycle by round four. Yeah, exactly. So, his price is... You know, okay, so this is actually an important thing. I wanted to bring this up today. Um, battle of the bid price at the moment is between uh, Bonner and Alan Christensen. All right, so both are actually almost identical price right now. Um, so Bonner is 2,000 more expensive than Christensen. Um, he's also averaging seven points more. However, here's the thing. I'm all for both of them because I think both of them will probably make you about the same cash um, because I think they'll probably average something similar around that 85 mark yeah. 80 to 85 right? but I think you have to start with them same three have to start with well them. you wouldn't bring in Christensen now well now you know. the people that bought in Bonner after this first week or even second week They've now made... They're, they're literally behind because the person that they now didn't feel was probably Sam Murray, who got a 95, or Finlayson, who got a 77. You're already 20 to 40 points behind if you traded in Bonner this week. That's the reality of the situation. So I, I, I'm i just... That, that's the difference. If you started with Bonner, you're still ahead. And I think that he's probably going to be a mid-price you can upgrade to a yo in three weeks' time. <laughs> um, same with Christensen. In three weeks' time, I'm going to pick up Jack Billings. So um, it's fantastic. I think that they're both going to work out to what you want them to do, but it's cost you a lot to get there if you trade him in. Yep. Uh, and apart from that, I don't think Carlton have much relevance. Even, even Norton scored more than um, than yeah. Bonner this week. Oh no, I think Bonner was three points above him. Was he? Yeah. Well, you didn't have to spend a trade to get three points. <laughs> <laughs> And scene. And scene. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Carlton didn't have much uh, more relevance look. apart from that. Uh, geez, Brisbane. Yep. I'll tell you what, if Brisbane can actually play four Speaking quarters. Speaking of Bonner. Hey, yes. hey, segue. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you got 69, so you yeah. a few points. <laughs> 69. <laughs> and it's not summer anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> um, it's the autumn of 69 uh, uh, anyway so if only Brisbane could actually put four quarters together they might actually be okay I think that's always been their problem isn't it it's always been for like literally in uh, against, Mel- well, against anyway. Melbourne was it second quarter or something or second quarter they just got blown away and then mm-hmm. they tried to work their way back finally got even in the fourth yep. quarter then lost right um, same thing against Port we're actually doing really well we're ahead at half time third quarter Go missing. And we just, like, all of a sudden, literally, we're, like, leading by 20 points, and then all of a sudden, we're behind by 20 points. Yep. Like, what the F? Seriously. And then they crawl themselves back, and um, Pollock on the, the back uh. end there. Meanwhile, I picked up Pollock in draft. Based, based on because they were versing Brisbane. I was like, well, he got 130 last week. They seem to be using him. His heat map looks pretty good. And I was like, you know what? I'll put him on, on my bench. Just so you're wondering, if you want to check out those heat maps, they're on afl.com.au, aren't yep. they? Yeah, as long yep. as you uh, subscribe to their... That's how I usually watch my game, so I can just okay. watch quarter by quarter if I'm late on it. So um, if you're a Telstra customer, you get that for free. Yeah. Write that down. And if you don't have a pen, remember that down. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you can just click on the players and then go, and it'll tell you the heat map by the game and by the season. Um, yep. So that's usually what I try and do. I look at scores, and then I try and look at disposals, and I look at where they're playing yep. and see whether it's um, sort of... You know. I actually honestly thought that they would win. I mean, they played their, their last <laughs> two quarters of football. They played fantastic, mature football, led by none other, none other than Steph. Luke Hodge. Nah, Luke Hodge, man. And Steph. Well, Steph, Steph Obviously, so Steph, all games, well right? he was going to towel up. 
you know, he didn't have a ruckman for most of the game against him. But um, Luke Hodge, they really looked to him, especially in the last quarter, to distribute out of the back half and control the game. One thing I was really impressed of is that they were there was like three minutes to go and they weren't rushing the ball forward. Because in the past couple of years, in these sort of situations with Brisbane, all you see is them uh, try to take the game on too quickly, yeah, make gun, mistakes, gun turn over. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it was really, really mature end of the game. And you see Luke Hodge get a 1-2 on the wing and he's approaching the half-forward line. And I thought, he's got to just put this onto someone's chest right now and it's going to be game over and, and Brisbane are going to win. And unfortunately, he did everything right except the kick inside 50 was just too too long, too high. It really He really did carry the ball 10, 15 metres extra and deliver it at a short pass to a lead. They did have numbers back at that point, but I just thought that overall, really mature performance from Brisbane. Yep. Uh, but yes, uh, I thought they did really well. Steph uh, was going to, he towed up and then um, Absolutely. he was going to clean it. He was going to clean up and then thought, oh, I'll just leave a mess. I think he <laughs> left, left a mess <laughs> of the put out. Like, literally, and it worked the week before them because they versed Sydney and let's face it, they had second and third tier Ruckman. Uh, but when you go up against Brisbane or someone that has a quality Ruckman, they got shown up big time. Yeah. Like, absolutely just shown up. And at some points, they didn't even jump in mm-hmm. the Ruck. Steph could have just grabbed it and done, did as he liked, which he did anyway. They just were trying to play to his taps, which was evident because that could have been a 200 game. So Steph's actually, I think, one of uh, two Ruckman to only ever do this, but Dean Cox is the other one. Uh, the only two Ruckman in the history of the game to have 30 possessions and over 30 hitouts in a single game. So that's uh, pretty impressive. There you go. Um, so that's Dean Cox shit right there. So it could have been a 200 game. His hitouts to advantage weren't quite up to standard. Um, but so if that was Max Gorn, it's because well, it's it's one hundred percent because of the you know the the Port Adelaide mids were just roving to Steph instead of roving to whoever they were going yep. for. So yeah, so I was, there was uh, a lot of shark taps that, that obviously impacted his scoring. Like I said, I put Pollock in my side um, based on yeah you know, he had a good game last week. They looked to use him, which is funny. Yeah, like they're actually looking to use him. His kicking's really quite good. Uh, he's that link up man for Port Adelaide. Yeah, and he'll push between the defensive fifty and up through the wing. I've been really impressed with him. Yeah, um, I, I, I didn't rate him. In the wing, I didn't he? rate him, yeah. and you know my theory, Chris. I don't like to take Brisbane rejects. <laughs> uh, but look, he, he's in my side, and now I can't get rid of him because that's two one thirties in a row. Yeah, and um, I got lucky. Like I would not have got him off the waiver this week. It, he's not going to average close to hundred though, is he? Oh no! But if he gets me like eighty eight, like I'm better than. Yeah. Even if it gets me eighty, my my team's in ruins, and I'm still leading. So That's go true. figure. Um, That's true. Sam Gray in the forward line just you know got he given. He got given. Next week you'll have a forty-five. But yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think he does give them a lot of versatility though. His just disposal is is either on or it's off, and there's oh, no in between. What's up with these old the old generals this this week? Seriously, I versed a guy in draft, and he had Hartlett who got a one hundred eight, and Bernie Vince who was doing awesome as well, and then went off for like the last half a quarter, yep. and still got like a ninety odd. Like, yeah. what, all these old generals well, just killing it. It's because it seems to be the AFL coach thing to do these days is to have that old stalwart behind the ball. So you've got your Bernie Vince or uh, as well, Jordan Lewis is taking kickouts. Yeah, outs. free them up. So both just... of them are taking good kickouts at the moment. So well, Yeah, free, let's free them up and let's put Bontepilli and uh, Dustin Martin <laughs> yeah. at full forward and put Elliot Yo pretty much with blinders on, back back facing the ball. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the Matty Boyd thing, isn't it? You know, when Matty Boyd just pushed him back behind the ball... Yeah, you know, he knows how to get it, knows how to find it, yes. and can contest really well. I was so. definitely buoyed by his performances. <laughs> um, um, so 
I think also, uh, so Robbie Gray, I'm just, just going to mention him. I was a bit upset. No, I wasn't because at halftime he's on like 27. Ooh. He was like nowhere to be found. And I'm pretty confident. Uh, so I didn't I didn't catch the first half because on the same time as another game and I was watching the other game. And then uh, he, again, he, classic AFL, sch- scheduling playing. the games at times when we can't watch them live. Robbie Gray was playing a lot forward in yeah. the first half. And then was moved onto the ball and then really tailed up. So, oh, yeah. so probably because they weren't winning the first half. 100%. So, so uh, again, it's coaches. Just what are you doing? Just 100 You've got your best on baller. In, like, uh, oh, let's just put him forward of the ball. I understand that Robbie Gold can be a match. Uh, Robbie Gold, <laughs> Robbie Gray can be a matchman in the in the four fifty. But he's much more effective and much more useful to your team on the ball. So I don't know why you would not. But it's just uh, it's just frustrating, especially from a super coach point of view, because that's deceptive. So that one hundred and three, a couple with his one ten last week. Yep. People be looking at his one hundred five average, going, "Oh man, that's going to be awesome." And I agree, it could uh, be I awesome. Think, yeah, but if he it if could he, be better, yeah, it could be a lot better. It could it be, be one twenty. So it's a bit uh, deceptive. Ollie Wines actually did. He got a 98, but mm. he went off uh, injured. So he hurt his ankle. I think it was like laterally. So then they just strapped him up and stuff. So he was a bit hobbly. And yeah, he did come back on. He still got a 98, but he was he was dominating early. Yeah. Uh, if he didn't get injured, like as in just a mild sprain or whatever. So he should be right for this week, I hope. But um, yeah, like if it wasn't for that, he would have actually like really came dominated. Came out this week impressively, even though he's in a contract year, and said that he wants to captain Port Adelaide. Ooh, that's wow. his goal. So obviously, well, I think once that's... Boke's getting on, so yeah, it's possible. Yeah, uh, it puts the puts to bed the um, uh, Ollie Wines contract saga. I think I think he just wants what aware. is due. Yeah, look, fair enough. I think he's a good player. If he could kick it, to be he'd pro- that's probably in their contract. If you maintain a kick rating of sixty five percent, sure, we'll give you three hundred thousand dollars a year extra. <laughs> uh, apart from that, there's not much else. Oh, Rockliffe doubled his uh, basically his yeah, highest score yeah, for the year. Yeah, seventy four, which is really good. What's he averaging like forty for the year? Forty five. It's so bad. Now, Chris, let me let me click. Let me. It's just one click his away. His break even so bad. Forty eight. He's, he's forty eight point seven average. What's, he, what's he priced at? Uh he has dropped to four hundred and fifty three thousand. He's so already he's lost seventy thousand. Seventy five thousand in the first week. And he's projected to lose another fifty k this week. His break he, even's one seventy nine. He's going to be projected to lose another six. Uh, I'm sorry, that's for Brownlow. Sixty-seven dollar <laughs> odds. Uh, yeah, negative forty-two. So he's he's projected to lose another forty-eight uh, k. But that's if he maintains his average of forty-eight. Um, oh wait, no, it'll be if he hits his projected score of seventy-one. So that's he yeah. could be up, like, under four hundred this week. That'd be amazing. Well, would it? Because okay, so here's my thing. I love Rocky, and I'm a big fan of Rocky. But if he doesn't get mid minutes, he's not going to score well. So he needs to eat. Uh, it could be that he's just not fit enough. Not and even for four hundred thousand, Chris. I wouldn't do it. Three hundred and fifty thousand, Chris. No. Uh, three hundred thousand. No, you'd have to do no it. There's no way. There's no bullshit. If he's he was, not going to score, if he was three hundred thousand and a hundred at a hundred thousand more than Brayshaw or whatever that, and then pumped is. out a one twenty one week, I'd pick him up. But I'd have to see his role change. His role is not there right now. It doesn't matter what it he costs. It will change. He had an interrupted preseason. They're well, easing. that's what I think. I think that eventually he will, and there'll be a turning point. So you'll see Rocky start playing midfield minutes and get a 120. Bang, pick him up that week. Look, because you know he's going to be playing. It. Right, they're easing him in so they can pull a cruiser. <laughs> that's true. I was just, I'm just worried about him, but I think it's. It could bode well if he gets a role change and drops enough. He could be your first midfield upgrade. So yeah, I actually, I actually think him. Brisbane had a really even spread. 
for <laughs> contributions. <Do> they? <laughs> <laughs> Except for that Zorko guy. You would know. <laughs> Except for that let's, Zorko guy. Let's go into your plenty of fish history and just check it out. Does Brisbane have an even spread? <laughs> What? Uh, that was a your uh, you picked up a lot of girls and used to evenly spread them. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm gonna buddy your brain. <laughs> uh, no, they had a lot of contributors. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so I mean, Beams was a laid out. Um, look, I think with it and finally did a little bit. I don't think it was that impressive actually, but uh, he did a little bit more. But yeah, look at the the side. Zorko didn't do well again. Ninety two. Uh, Still love the way they're using Charlie Cameron. Oh. Yeah, like seriously, what's up with that? He he was dominating, yep. especially first couple of goals of the game. He looked really good. But well, they're, they're basically trying to get him one out. Um, you know, use his speed and pace to win a one on one. If he doesn't mark the ball, then he'll be able to win win at a ground level. I, I really like what they're doing with him. So yeah, and I did like uh, Reynard's contested mark in the forward line. I yeah, it was nice. One. It was nice, very hit. nice, very nice yep. mark. Um, Made a highlight reel. Good on you. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually like the fact that he hit a sixty three as well. I mean, it's not world beating, but he's you know starting to work his yeah, way. Yeah, it's good the game. for those fans. Out there, so look, let's get on to the North and Melbourne game. Should we put two minutes on this one, Chris? <laughs> no, actually, it was not a bad game. Um, look, North Melbourne actually turned up. I reckon Melbourne are lucky to walk away with that win. They had to actually fight for that win, um, and they were well behind in the first uh, first quarter in a bit. And uh, and all of a sudden, I think Max Gonda said enough of this. Um, so look, Chris, <laughs> Chris, we're going to give them a little bit of a, a backstory here. So we had our draft, our ten man draft. Two hundred and nineteen picks had passed. The guy that's coming tenth, let's face it, doesn't know much, right? Mercer doesn't know too much, and he's like umming and ahhing about who to pick for his. 22nd player, right? And here I am. So I pick up Harley Bunnell as my last pick, you know. So I pick one, 22nd round. I pick up Harley Bunnell thinking this could be all right. He gets to the last pick. No one had touched him. And I said, oh, Jesse Hogan, he's been really impressive. Put Jesse Hogan on your bench. Yep. And those are my famous last words. <laughs> I could my use I could use I could use a Jesse Hogan <laughs> in my side right now and I given him to someone else, Chris. Alright, now I wanna say a couple of things about that. First of all, Majak Door was playing and they weren't playing directly on each other because he Jesse Hogan right now is the better version of Petraka. He's playing on the ball and he's pushing forward and actually kicking goals what and did, scoring what did well. Kernow get this week, Chris? Um, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I think he got like I still got an eighty six or something. It wasn't too bad. Petraka one oh six. Yeah, I think think Kernow is still above. Um, shout out to uh, there's a guy on our Facebook as well um, who put together a nice little picture that we're going to be sharing this week on um, on our Twitter and Facebook um, about the the bet details that we've got going on, which is pretty cool. So um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, anyway, so yeah, Hogan's basically he's playing on the ball um, as a rover, and then <laughs> I don't know what you're doing over here. Um, <laughs> Dixon got a 57, Chris. Oh, did he? Yeah. His dicks wasn't on. Uh, well, that's because he was playing ruck against Stephen Martin, who just basically towed him. No wonder. Um, yeah, so uh, where were we going with that? And then some... Ah, uh, you said it was a pretty good interest. Ah, uh, yeah, game. Hogan. So Hogan. Um, so yeah, and then pushing forward and actually kicking goals, which is really really cool. Now the thing is, he's actually the only mid-priced or premium-priced player that has a negative break-even right now. So if you do are uh, looking at someone that's speculative at that price, 
um, he's really the, the one that you've got to jump on board because he's going to still make some more cash, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I personally think he's more of a wait scenario. And when I say wait, I mean not wait for time. I mean, he looks like Jared Waite of last year who came out and just had six ridiculous rounds and then dropped through the floor. So I wouldn't be saying he's a keeper. Um, I think he's maybe a, a real short-term sort of cash generator. He might make you 50 or 100K if you really wanted to make some quick cash. Um, don't know where you're going to get the cash to get him from, but I, I do, can you see him averaging... What's he going to average? He can't average 95, surely not. Hogan? Yeah. Uh, he. I've heard people comparing him to last year's Oliver. Uh, look, I think he, he... Here's the funny thing about it, right? A, they versus Brisbane. B, they versus North Melbourne. I would expect him to do pretty well, and yeah. he has he has improved a lot. Um, so even from the preseason, they're saying his attitudes tra- his attitude has changed. Uh, so he was training a lot better because before he'd kind of go to training a bit more half-ass and then try and come out the games, which sometimes it actually came out like he was being half-ass. He didn't mm-hmm. really try. His role looks good, so he's getting midfield minutes and he's pushing forward. So I do agree with that. But will that change when like Viney and these other guys come in? Will I he think get it does. will he get pushed yeah. out a little bit more? So then a like that. That will affect it. And that's my concern with that. I think he's already jumped, what, 50K or more. I don't want to bring him in. I think if, he, like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it now. But again, I don't think he'll be a top six defend, uh, forward. Yeah, it's, so, it's also unfortunate. I mean, there's, we haven't really made any cash out of any rookies. There's been one price rise. You're not going to train anyone out. So you'd, you'd probably need cash to get to him. Yep, and uh, they versed some downgrading good, they like a Billings or something. Well, and they versed some good defenders coming up. I think they versed uh, like Hawthorne Richmond. So he'll be up against like Rance. Uh, yep. And if, you know, he'll have some better defenders on him, first yep. of all, compared to like you know, Brisbane. Or people that can actually play Well, Brisbane midfield. and North, like seriously, yeah. Or people who can play midfield. <laughs> Um, well, Dane Beans are laid out. That's a huge impact on on. Um, uh, oh, sorry, that's that was everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, anyway, so look, point of the matter is he's had the ball on the string for the first, like for the last couple of weeks in particular, averaging really well. I think what happens though if he doesn't get the ball, Chris? Do you reckon he'll chuck a tantrum and punch them in the face again? Possibly. <laughs> Um, so here's, here's a little scenario. That's 26 gonna... disposals with 12 contested. Yeah. So here's a scenario, Chris. Would you rather get punched in the face or bitten? <laughs> Either I... way, you'll be three weeks. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's pretty bad, hey? I, like, I, I understand the reason why the, the suspension's there, but... Um, and I, I don't know, biting just sounds weird, but it was just like a nibble. Everyone likes a nibble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's just a weird thing to do. Like, Hey, mate, it starts as a nibble and ends up with a Mike Tyson. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I just, that was really weird. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Why would you do that? Like, what benefit do you have to just, if you're going to really retaliate, just punch him. Yep. Just, yeah, I don't know. I it's, don't get it's it. It's cheeky, Chris. Yeah, and that's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Drop, drop a knee in when you're, when you're sliding into a tackle next time or similar. Chris, I don't know. We it are was prom- weird. We are promoting good play here, Chris. Are we going back to the... Yep. Yes, indeed. There we go. So, look, North actually <laughs> um, North actually came to play. I was really buoyed with uh, um, McDonald's 87, which really, really uh, put me in good stead. There wasn't really anyone that actually just really towed it up. Uh, ben Brown, again, proving that he's Ben Brown and can do basically what he wants when he uh, takes marks and kicks goals and kicks accurately. I think um, he's also available on the waiver, too. Yeah. Um, Goldstein, unfortunately, had a really poor week against Max Gorn. Yeah, but they're backing him in yeah, today. So good the article news. came. Out. Good news out of um, North Melbourne, though, is that they are backing Goldstein in to uh, to come good, and apparently they had a, a closed-doors meeting with Brad Scott to 
get him pumped up for the week. So we'll see how that turns out for him. Right, fair enough. Um, but at the same time, you're versing one of the best tap-out Ruckman. The best tap-out yeah, Ruckman like in the league. Like, literally. Yeah. And if, well, no, well... Well, if, I reckon if, Nick if, Nat's probably better, but but it's not like uh, Goldie had bad games in the first two. He had really good games. He just yeah, got, he's he not just out got of form. he just got absolutely schooled in this game, Chris. And I'm pretty sure it was non-consensual. <laughs> it was definitely not. It was um, it was very Ricky Nixon of him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, our, our puns are, are possibly getting better by the day. Um, Higgins with an 88. So again, he played all right, but. Um, just on the day, after halftime, it was pretty much all Melbourne, um, which is unfortunate for them. But that'll happen with a young team. They're going to do that for the next year or two at least where they do a Brisbane, which is, you know, I'm going to be performing for two quarters half the time, not all the time. Um, and uh, Melbourne are, are transitioning out of that. They're actually on the later end where they, they should be um, playing more three to four quarter football every single week. Well, Melbourne could have lost all the first three rounds. Yeah, yeah, and they've come back, yeah. Yeah, and they nearly won the first round. So they could be 3-0 and zero or they could be 0-3, and three, the same as Geelong. Geelong yeah. could be 3-0 and zero or 0-3. Zero and three. It's it's insane the way that um, the way that the rounds have played out, and it's a lot more competitive than I thought. I, I honestly thought North were going to get towed up by 10 goals every single game this year. Yep. That's how poor I um, thought they were. Apparently Ahern could be close to coming back in as well for North. Oh, Ahern, yes, very close to making his debut, which will be nice. So um, well, we a need it. that I definitely need, um, or I'd like to see at least. I need some relief. Leaf, Chris. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, let's get on to the next game then. So, I mean, that was a pretty boring game, but there wasn't too much. I mean, Petraka had a 106. Yeah, uh, Hibbard scraped through 92. Yeah. Didn't, didn't look that impressive, but yep. still got a 92. Uh, Salem actually came back, and he had a horrible game the week before. So yeah. Playing a lot of mid-minutes, uh, Salem, and again, I don't yeah, think that will last. No, yeah. I think you're right there. So I think if you have him in draft or something, try yep. and hope he has another good round or two, and then out you go, try and trade him off. Yep. I, I wish I could do that with Polek, except I think I've traded too much in the past. No one believes in my shenanigans anymore, Chris. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to be caught out. People are like, no, I'm not trading with Ben. Because <laughs> I'm winning. Because <laughs> winning's they're, winning. They're angry. They're angry, Chris. Uh, okay, so the next game, Gold Coast and Fremantle. Yeah, this is uh, the game that I was watching instead. Oh, oh Fife. huge. Oh, Fife is just... Fife played possibly... I think the greatest game I've ever seen him play apart from the ridiculously awesome uh, Fife vs. Dangerfield battle. Oh, that was... Yeah. Um, like, honestly, Fife yeah, had 14 he, clearances. Fife looked bigger. He looked stronger. He yep. was, like, in a league above everyone else. Uh, the ball went near Fife. He won the contest, and they and they kicked ahead. That's literally the difference in how the game. Annoyed, how annoyed now, Chris, would you be if you traded out Fife? After week week one. Oh, oh let now, us know on Twitter or Facebook if you. If one you were one of those people, because he is now averaging one eighteen point three. Yep, and we pick, we picked him for a one twenty five average. Hey. Well, I said about one twenty. I thought he yeah. could rival Danger. Um, but look, yeah, you know, with games like that, it definitely would help. But I mean, if you traded him out after his uh, seventy five in week one, he has now gone a one twenty and a one sixty. Yep. So unlucky. You know what's interesting about this one sixty score? It could have been one eighty. Yep. That's how good it was. Or it could have been worse. Yeah. He could have picked Lockie Neal instead of uh, Fife. Yep. <laughs> to start the year. Who's oh. pretty much pulled a Zach Merritt. They, well, people did. The people did do... They, they went... And now I think Neil, it's Lockie Neal's year. He's, um, his disposal efficiency is down. He's not um, having as many tackles as he has year on year. Um, but he's collecting the same amount of balls. So he's literally just out of form, Lockie Neal. And it's really unfortunate because I really like the player. 
again, what we've noticed though is the trend is that when um, Lockie Neal um, pours poorly, it's because Fife is dominating games. So I'm not entirely sold on um, on Lockie Neal still. Um, this 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 stat line is just stupid. So 38 disposals, 20 of them being kicks, um, 24 contested possessions is just insane. Um, he had seven clangers though. Two of them were free kicks, but seven clangers. So there's... How many points is that? There's, what, four points per clang or whatever? It's 28. That's a 180 game. Like, that's insane. So, um, yeah, un- unbelievable. 14 clearances, seven of which were center clearances, which they really, really, really impact your points. I was actually a little bit annoyed, Chris. Uh, one of the guys in draft actually had Beams as vice-captain, and I was laughing because he had him as vice-captain and he was out. <laughs> so wasted advice. And then he had Fife as captain oh, and he just went no. absolutely bang. Ouch, that would have hurt you. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it was just, it's one of those games. He only went at 60% by foot. But when he was when he did dispose the ball by foot, he generally um, kicked long to a contest, which was potentially ineffective. But as long as it wasn't directly marked, then you still score points for that. So, yep. um, and Walters, a, yeah. two weeks oh. in a row, Walters. <gasps> Walters was sexy. Honestly, and here's the thing. So I think Fife had a 50-point first quarter and Walters had a seven-point first quarter. So Walters did 125 in three quarters of football. Unreal three quarters. Um, and I did an awesome meme of... Um, I saw that meme. That yeah. yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, when you see Fife score, when you see Walters score. And um, look, Walters, whenever they have the ball in open space and they see Walters free, this was Gold Coast fault, I reckon. Someone's got to eventually lock down on Walters. I think he's going to be able to be shut down. Well, Walters went 116 last week with a 132 this week, Chris. Yep. What's That's his huge. average at the moment? Uh, averaging at, uh, let me just bring it back up, 110. Yeah, that's insane. So, I, I, again, I picked him for a top six forward. Uh, I, again, I thought it may, maybe a 95 is, is where he's at. But his bottom end improved well. He's playing pure midfield. Um, I just don't know if that will be impacted when Bradley Hill comes back because they were literally looking for him to be the one who uh, provides them run and carry. He was collecting handball receives, bouncing through the center of the ground, and his delivery by foot to the forward line was outstanding. So I really, really, really like Walters. If you are looking for someone in your forward line that you are sick of a premium and you want to sideways trade him to Walters, I'm all for it. I think he's going to be top six. So if you've got someone who you, you just took a speculative on like a Lambert, and you can get to a Walters, lock it up. Lock, lock, lock it up. Lock, you lock it up. You lock it up. Um, yeah, really impressive, as was uh, Luke Ryan with his high score of the year. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And Hanley went that. out injured. Hanley was actually looking really good oh, yeah, to sure. start with. No, he actually he was, do, he was doing kickouts. He was chipping to himself and <laughs> hitting targets. One day of the year, the hand looks really good, and it's St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> he's, he's 10 deep on Guinness. Oh, wow. It looks fantastic. No, he, he started off really well. Uh, if only his shoulders started off well as well. Yeah. I mean, he's always... He's got to have... You know, they uh, came out today and say that he's getting surgery. Yeah, I'm screwed. So it's six to eight. Yep. Minimum. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Good luck with that. Yeah, I know, right? Um, anyone, yeah. anyone want Hadley? Anyone? Uh, Lions? What do we say about Jared Lyons at this point? Oh, man, he is a freak. Like, literally, week one, he got tagged, right? So everyone... And, like, he never had at, this at, at Adelaide. Well, no, I know but, the role wasn't but you there. Look at, but you look at... 
uh, Jacobs also stopped Oliver on the weekend, right? So Lions had a poor game to start the year. Mm-hmm. First game, he got, he, he got tagged. He got tagged, right? Yep. So and he only got uh, like a 66 first yep. game. And then he's backed it up with a 152. And this week he got, what, a 138. One, it's insane. He's just gone bang, bang. Yep. And underrated. Hugely underrated. 30 disposals. Half of them were contested. If you picked him, kudos to you. Oh. He was he was on my list to average over 100. Right. I think the, I think he's probably on someone's draft team going absolutely gangbusters. And everyone's, they're just talking him up like, they, oh, they picked it, they picked it. No one picked Jared Lyons no. going uh, this, a, a this hundred, early. 100, yes. Yeah. He, like we said, he had a string of games where he averaged like 110. Like seven games maybe yeah. averaging 110 last year. But... Looks- and he also, I think, was helped because he was off the chain. Because there was a hard lockdown role in Aaron Hall. Oh, who really did you, did you hear the criticism today from the coach? Yeah, apparently they've just... Ooh, well, ripped him a new one. Ripped him a new one. And they've flown a rookie out from, uh, I think it's Will Powell, from Gold Coast. Because they're staying in West Coast for yeah, this yep, week. Yep. Because they played uh, Frio and then they're playing West Coast next week, both in Perth. So they're staying there the whole week. They flew a rookie out from the Gold Coast to Perth to take someone's spot and uh, the rumour is that uh, Aaron Hall could be dropped well the coach was not happy he said I don't think he worked hard enough to try and break the tag or to do anything just, well, didn't, just didn't work hard enough Aaron Hall's lazy when he's got someone on him he well, he works best when he's just that loose player in midfield that can just get uh, yeah. uncontested possessions Man, at, at least will. Lockie Hunter tries out in there well, on the wing. we'll get to Lockie, but maybe an apology is in order. We ripped him in. Maybe he listens to... Okay, maybe Lockie is a fan, listens to our podcast, and is like, maybe I am a seagull, and decided to change his game up. Ooh. Maybe he's changing from us. Maybe it's us continually putting shit on him that is causing him to play better. Well, let's not stop, Chris. No, we should continue. Hang That's Shana. what I'm saying. So the, the real moral of the story is... Hang Sean Hunter. Shut up, seagull. <laughs> 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 the seagulls never work. Yeah. Um, so look, I mean, I, I think the Suns um, generally that like their good players played well, but Fremantle overran them. Yeah, their first half was good. Yeah. for Gold Coast, and then yeah, they they just got done. So yeah. um, Sandy with a ninety three was good because uh, Sean Darcy, who's the mooted replacement or next in line in ruck, did a PCL this week. Yep. So he's um, out for at least eight weeks, eight to twelve. I think Sam Day's a good smoky for draft uh, yep. for eighteen men. He's still available in our eighteen men. I yep. did look at him. Uh, he he could have averaged eighty in previous years. He just couldn't string together consistency. Yeah. Uh, but he's, there's definitely a role there for him. So for draft, if you are desperate in an eighteen man, Sam Day is yep. still available. Jack Martin continues to impress. Um, uh, Swallow got brought back to earth with an eighty. Ooh, yeah. couldn't do the one twenties again. Unlucky. Oh, still averaging what one oh seven. I then, think so. it's still averaging quite well. And and Nick Holman again. Um, Nick Holman ran with five for a little bit and then decided, yeah, this isn't probably going to work. <laughs> they just they were like, nah, we're just going to put you on the half forward line now. <laughs> oh, Holman, so, kudos to you. Yeah, well good performed. On him. Yeah. The best 100K rookie we got. Yeah, I think he's still going to make the most cash out of everyone. He's just got consistency. And when, generally speaking, if he's got time and space, he uses it well. Um, and usually long, which is great for Supercoach because he kicks it long. There was a time right before half time where uh, Sun's got a goal out of it. Where he got an uncontested um, uh, mark on the half-forward line, uh, ran, carry, bounced, had someone approaching him, and just delivered a perfect kick to, uh, I think it was Jack Martin, maybe 25 metres out directly in front. So that, yeah, I think his use is really, really good, and I really, really like it. So um, good on you, Holman. Yeah. 
Fair enough. That's all that we have to say about the Gold Coast and Fremantle game. Sure. Uh, let's move on to the Battle of the Bridge. I did hear some interesting facts, Chris. It's not actually the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> the fact that it's you don't cra- know that is actually a, ridiculous. It's a crappy bridge. Leaking. <laughs> it's the Anzac or, Bridge. Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Who cares about the Anzac Bridge? I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to be less patriotic you know, about Anzac Day and all the rest of it, but... Um, yes, I understand it's a shitty thing, but did you know? do you know where the Sydney Harbour Bridge is? It's got nothing to do with East and West. No, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't even know what bridge I was talking but, about. But, to be but honest. Sydney Harbour Bridge goes north-south. I, I thought it was a metaphorical bridge, Chris, <laughs> that they were trying to get over. Um, yeah, because they have so much hate and angst towards each other. Um, it's pretty bad, to be fair. And it's not even the GWS Giants anymore. They're trying to keep it simplistic. And it's just the Giants. Have you seen all their advertising? They've got the, the GWS, so they're not losing the, the Western Sydney side, but apparently GWS, Giants, it's all very long and, you know, and long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now uh, all, all their advertising, anyway, it's just Giants, big orange. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It, it works. It's a familiar name. Only it's... if they lift it and rise to the occasion, Chris. Yes, of course. Otherwise, they'll be the midgets. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I watched this game and I really liked the game, to be completely honest. I thought uh, uh, Cal Sinclair played probably the best game I've seen him play. Um, and and Jeremy, uh, John Patton really stood up, which was really cool. So they both went head-to-head with Lob going down. I was, I was actually kind of impressed, to be completely honest. Um, you know, Lob going down... I think he was on about 32 or 33 and still managed to pick up to 60. So, I mean, I've got him in my standard team and, and he's the unique that I really, really hope is going to score well. Um, I'm really hoping he gets up this week because he's on um, his 50-50 chance to play. But he's what differentiates me from the rest of the pack because I play four, five um, uh, forwards that are either mid-priced or premium. How upset are you, Chris, that you brought in Liam Ryan last week? Not really. He made me 100k. No, I mean, he didn't. He made like 70. No, it was wasn't 117. He went up to what 193 or something. Didn't yeah, he? that's 70. That's not 100k. Uh, oh yeah, 75k yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's better. Well, if he played I'm another not, round, he'd make another 75. Well, 100. So I mean, it's not terrible. And he actually, this is what Liam Ryan does for me this week. I, I'm actually able to go dusty to danger in terms of vice captain to captain because my loophole, actually, my normal loophole, plays on Friday night. So I'm I'm able to do a much better um, loophole with Luke Ryan in my team this week. So you're saying it's worth Ryan being out 10 or 12 weeks so you can loophole one. Yeah, nice logic. Well, I'll trade him next week. But this week, at least it works for me. Yeah, and I'm waiting to see. uh, I think we were discussing this earlier. Uh, We'll get into it as well. But I know there are a lot of questions on what to do with Ryan. Uh, You can't hold him for 10 to 12 weeks. No, you've got to trade him at some point. At some point, but I'm waiting for better options. Um, The only one I might consider is Rioli. Uh, even though he hasn't scored too well, but we did say with Ryan out, maybe Rioli will be a bit closer to goal. Yeah. Uh, I think his job security goes up as well, and I think he might get a few more goals out of it. So so with Rioli, um, not many people have talked about him because he actually has a fairly high break-even, but, um, I mean, that high break-even is three. So it's not it's not insane, but people just don't realise that he's actually on the bubble this week as well. Um, with L- L- Ryan going down, I think he actually has the potential to score a lot more because Ryan's position, they were playing him basically out of the goal square, um, um, in a sort of Puopolo-style role. That real small forward that can take a hanger um, if he's deep and, and there, um, but also he's got that X factor and that burst around the, the, the right around that full well, forward. Chris, normally most hangers go deep. <laughs> oh, Especially the, grow, the growers, not the well, showers. Oh, wow. That's, um, that was a good one. Yeah. Nice work, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think Rioli could be, or Willie Rioli, by the way, we're talking about. I think he really could be um, uh, someone that you could look at as a as a potential. I'm tempted. He's, he's not first year in the system either. He had, yeah. he had um, this is his second year now, yeah. so he didn't get a game last year. But I think he's definitely one that could be a goer. Right. Anyway, so back to the Giants and Sydney. Yeah. So so Lob, Lob's injury really really. I don't know what to do with that. If he's not named, I might have to trade him because I currently Ooh. have. Well, this, didn't this, you just bring him in for Cox? What did yeah. you say? Well, Co- Cox the, to lob to who, Chris? Here's the issue. Here's the issue that I have, and I'm sure other people have it out there as well. Toby Green's actually supposed to be coming back. I don't have Toby Green, so I, my my issue is if Lob doesn't play, I have Zach Giles Landon, which is and he's now confirmed that uh, he he's likely to play next week, Ooh-wee. not this week, but next week. So can't really trade him out. Um, I'm glad I didn't Ryan trade him last week. Ryan, I want to use for the <laughs> loophole. Yeah. Well, so anyone unfortunately that yeah. traded out Langdon. If anyone thought he'd be out went, for six weeks and they just rage yeah some people went Langdon, uh, to, Langdon Ryan. to Ryan oh, no, back to Langdon <laughs> back to Langdon oh, oh man geez. that sucks um, so yeah that's going to be upsetting but if I, I can't run Ryan um, Langdon and Lob I'm going to be running a zero so I'm really hoping that Lob gets up I do have a contingency plan though I mean worst case scenario I'll be able to get someone else in um, and GWS actually play early on Saturday so at the very least I'll know before I can um, before my contingency plan falls into place yep. the only people I can't get in is a Adelaide rookie a GWS rookie who are GWS playing? Uh, Fremantle in yeah. Canberra so I can't get in Crowden that's the one that I can't get in right. so um, it'll be interesting but look GWS they had really 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 bad scores overall the only two people that really I mean Ward of course but Coniglio played really well and Patton played really well and then Everyone else was really subpar, in my opinion. Um, Josh Kelly had a 91. Wasn't really too much to talk about there. Um, Heath Shaw had a, his first real big down game of the year. Yeah, his first quarter was good. And yeah, then, yeah, and then he really had this... Well, GWS were very competitive in the first quarter, and then it just all, again... But that being said, Heath Shaw still averaging uh, 97. So good. Can't, I can't be upset We said that. he's going to be averaging at least 95. So yeah, that's... Um, Anything I, over I, again, 90, 91, 92, you're it, still looking... It sucks for the people that went here to shore that would suck yeah and so that's unfortunate for you but maybe you shouldn't have chosen Hibbard Finlay said again solid with a, with a 77 Hopper came in and basically replaced Taranto's uh, uh, midfield time um, and pushed uh, Taranto definitely out of the centre square uh, for centre bounce clearances and looked solid I really like the look of Hopper um, I think he's someone that if he cleans up his disposal can go really well um, so that's them um, on the city side of things big news is that Sam Reed has done a quaddy and is probably out for a month yep um, and me we chatted before off air um, in regards to this that's got to be the only good thing that is is for, for Franklin so the, the first two weeks of the season, um, Franklin scored ridiculously heavily because he was the, the main target for inside 50s. The game last week, he was getting uh, doing the Franklin of last year, which is pushing up to the wing and being that link player. And then you had Reed back in the in the square or, or in, the, in the 50 as that main target. So he was scoring really, really poorly until he kicked those two clutch goals right at the end of the game. And I think that um, Sam Reed getting injured helps him in terms of scoring power, um, which is not good for anyone else. I think he could actually average over 100 this yep. year. And, I mean, um, let's not forget, um, so I brought up to Chris as well. I'm like, well, who do they bring in for Reed? But... Uh, Mr. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Reed. Uh, but, you know, they... they 
They, they might actually, just go small. Well, yeah, yeah, they didn't have... Well, you know, they didn't blood any rookies in the first two weeks when Reed wasn't playing, so I reckon they'll just go back to a system they had in the yeah. first couple of weeks. So even though the I would love... might as a Lear Lear, I think, is the only potential that they might come in. Yeah. But he's playing more defence this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the one. Um, Actually, I wouldn't mind them seeing McCartan giving him a go. Um, yeah. Apparently, he's been doing really well in the preseason. I don't know about the last couple of weeks in the... In the seconds, but um, I think it's still probably too early for him anyway. So I think they'll just go. Maybe um, you're looking at uh, Hewitt. Maybe he'll actually do well this week. Yep. Interesting to see if um, <laughs> Hannah's had a bit of a. I think he had a corky or something similar. Yeah, Hannah's got an 81. His break even is now 150 for his first price drop. So he's gonna. He's at 530k yeah. and he's gonna lose at least 30k. It's unfortunate. I was really hoping that um, that Hannah's would come in and show us why ha- why you should pick Hannah's. Um, and it's just not happening. I think it will, but I think you'll go under 500 first. One thing I noticed that I'm hoping as well, because you gave me Pappas. Pappas played really good in the first quarter. I kept messaging you being like, Pappas takes a mark again. But then well, it would have been better if he didn't, if he, he didn't miss the first, yeah, two, first he two shots. Yeah, two goal. really easy shots on target. Oh, not easy, but shots on target. Um... Uh, Papley's midfield time has definitely gone down this year, and I think it's uh, largely due to the fact that uh, they have more fit mids now. Um, well, he scored more than Lambert, Chris, well, by, that's, a few, by a few points. That's all good, as long as he's doing they've, that. They've I'm, asked Brisbane this week, though, Richmond. Yep. Um, Jakey Lloyd got back up to his standard 85. That's you know that's when he's when he's having a, just an average game. That's where he's going to sit most weeks. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And um, yeah, I think Kennedy underperforming as well. Heaney another hundred, and he's just consistently punching out those hundreds. Which yep. you know the funny thing is that his his price uh, change is like a hundred bucks. Yeah, he's he doing. Has has he's not, pretty much doing what yeah. you paid for. So, so if you don't have him, you're not losing anything nah. really. Like is it, except for the score. I'm just hoping that over the next two or three weeks. He has one low score because I got to get him in round six because I still think that yeah they'll they'll, he's they'll gonna spike, spike in yeah. um, but if you went Walters over Heaney I mean a Walters is averaging Which is more exactly what I did well Walters is averaging more mm-hmm. he was cheaper and you're not losing out because Heaney's not more expensive. Yeah. So uh, that's Walter's the only scenario. up 30k as well, which yep. is pretty so cool. So that's a scenario that would work really well for you. Yep. Um, but look, I'm happy having Heaney at, in my side at the moment. He's doing what I expect. He's getting hundreds, and I'm happy with that. Uh, better than Billings for me. Yeah. I, I, I tipped GWS. Did you tip GWS or did you tip Sydney? I went uh, Sydney. Okay. So I, I thought that uh, the class of GWS was something that I should be aware of. Um, and what I actually came to when I was watching the game is that SCG is such a small ground that doesn't really give GWS the ability to, to use run? their skills, no. run and carry. And Sydney love to lock it up. Yeah, because they just kick long to a contest, lock the ball down, and then, re- and then rinse another repeat. contest, another contest, another contest. No wonder contest, they love playing contest. the SCG because that's all they do. It's yep. just like constant football uh, at a more open ground. Uh, I reckon at Blacktown, 100% GWS wins that game. Just my opinion. Yeah, no, that, I, I do agree. Came, came back quite a bit at the end too. Yeah, so. I do agree. It, it, and the SCG suits Sydney to a T. They're used to playing there. Uh, I, I went. It. I went Sydney. I actually did have Giants tipped earlier in the week, like yep. as in a week ago. I usually do mine uh, slightly in advance, not as, as much as you. Yeah. Um, but because Sydney lost last week against Port, I thought they'd be a little bit more hungry around the contest, and that's why I went Sydney over GWS this week. Fair and that was all. It was more. You know, I don't think Sydney's gonna. I think they'll bounce back. Yep. And um, that's why I wanted to go the Bulldogs to win against Essendon, except I thought, well, Essendon had a bad game, so they should win, except they're coming from Fremantle. So I was like, oh, apparently all the teams are pulling up quite sore when they're yep. playing over there. It's a hard deck. It's a new new stadium. One thing I'll say, I think, um, if Simpson doesn't play this week, so Dawson Simpson, uh, he's just really back up. 
Because this is the opportunity that they could say, okay, we'll rest Lob to give him another week to get him back to full fitness. Or we've got a Ruckman there that we, we, we're we happy to play him. I think they he have play I, this week. I, I think, think they done. have to play Simpson. You can't Ruck Patton and these other guys against Sandy. You yeah. just can't. Well, that's, if Lob's not playing, you need that. you need. Yeah, I was thinking they might Simpson. go Simpson purely for the physical factor. Yeah. Well, you need someone. Man. You need someone that can actually hold their own. Yeah. And that's bigger. You can't put Patton in if Lob's out. You can't put Patton in the right. Well, Lob Lob will out uh, perform around the ground, guaranteed. Sandy is not is not a runner. He's a tree. <laughs> He's a tree. Exactly. Those right. roots yeah. literally. He can't move. So I mean that that that's the only reason why I could see them playing Lob against him is that they just can see that they'll probably lose the hitouts. They have a uh, you know they lock down on sharking the taps from Sandy. Um, someone goes to Fife because you've got to stop him at this stage. I don't know who they're going to send. What more, what's more likely is that they'll probably just go head to head. Kelly versus Fife. Oh man. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, that's that just got me all tingly. You know what? You know what I? You know what I um, don't like, Chris. What do you, what do I, I feel like? sorry for those that picked up Rampy based on his JLT performances. Oh, but we warned about that, didn't we? We did warn. Surely. We we did warn. We said Lloyd is the only defender that you should go, and even then he got a bad like 85 as a that's bad score. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. He got Dane, a 120 in round. Dane Rampy has gotten a 53. A forty and a sixty-three to average fifty-two. Ah, oh, that's uh, classic Dane Rampy scores. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I just I'm not a huge fan. He's dropped a lot of cash and yeah, he'll probably dropped more. He's dropped forty-four thousand. I uh, break even at one twenty-five. Yeah. So yep. So that was the. I might try and target him in draft, Chris. Yeah, someone will just someone, drop. He'll oh. be on the waiver soon, bro. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully. <laughs> um. So let's have a look at the next game. There. Uh, what have we got next? Please. And it's uh, nope. That's the oh, dude. Do you know how to operate the mouse, <laughs> the internet machine? <laughs> uh, so uh, Saints versus Adelaide, and, and look, I don't know why you're upset if you're a Saints fan. I mean, what do you think was going to happen? They fell over. <laughs> no, the first half it was literally just no scoring. Just it was literally yeah. I wasn't a fan. No. First half of football, not a fan. And then all of a sudden, Adelaide kind of go, you know what, let's just show up here in the third quarter. And they just literally, they just kick so many points in that third quarter. And yep. then next thing you know, so, I mean, Saints kick one here and there, but literally in the end, it was like 49 points. And, and that's ha- not hard to do in football. It ha- Adelaide can just score in bunches, and that's really what happened. They that scored the in bunches, in and then St. Kilda literally just fell over. They, so, they just fell over, and it was like, eh. Yeah, and part, look... The midfield mix is just not working right now. Uh, they need to readdress what they're doing in midfield. Um, Luke Dunstan was awesome on his return, but I just think that they're just miss- missing... Where's the star power? Yeah, there's this the X factor, which is Billings, right? So there's yeah. But the problem is the like when the balls move forward, they like Billings there because he's um, generally that explosiveness in the forward line, and they don't really. What they do have St Kilda is they've got about six or seven midfielders. They're pure mids that can run through there. But they really don't have that sort of half forward with X Factor. That Billings is really the only one that they have. And the way that they're setting up their forward line, I just don't think it, it, it's mixing well with the players that they've got rotating through the midfield. They can't. There's no two Billings. That Really what they want is two of the same players. Like that, that's what they need. Um, you know, Seb, Seb Ross is not really a goal kicker. Luke Dunson's not really a goal kicker. Um, Blake Akers is not really a goal kicker. Um, you've got... Who else do you have that runs through there? 
Kobe Stevens, not really a goal kicker. Um, not Jack really, Steele, no, not really playing, but Stevens, also not, yeah, really not, really, not really playing either. Um, their midfielders don't score goals, which puts pressure on their forward line, which is why they're playing Billings forward. Apparently, uh, still towed up in the seconds, uh, which he yeah, always did. They, they, he yeah, always they, did, though. Yeah. He goes he, to seconds and he's, he's like, a, oh. He's a better player than that. The problem is, again, the role. So I, I think they, they... He's kind of 50-50 between seconds yeah. and first. Like, he's good, but he's not, like, elite in first. And then he gets down to seconds, that's too easy. So he needs that middle ground. Yeah, I just think overall, I think they need to really look at their list and go, who's going to be the midfield that we're going to take forward and why? And who are we going to be experimenting for in the forward yep. line? I, and then just I do and agree, and I think that they need someone to kick goals. And Billings... Is probably the best shot, and he, he played a lot more forward this week. He's definitely the best forward that they he have. He played a lot more forward this week, which yeah. kills me. Uh, who would have thought? Before. Who would have thought Acres would be averaging more than Billings after three rounds? Yeah, I mean uh, maybe you. My boy, you got him in, in draft. I got him in draft. That's the <laughs> no, only. I don't think I didn't think. No, that I, don't, I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't. know. Is Acres going to average more than Billings for the year? No, that's what I think. No but, way. But what do you think Acres could finish? If you have Billings, you got to hold. Oh, oh yeah, you can't get rid of him. You 100 have to hold, but where He's do you? Acres is, do, is doing well though. His role's good. He's killing it. Even at the start of the year, the coach was locking him up. Yeah, I, like I get it. He's getting the role right now, but uh, again, it's not working. They need to win games. They need to or be competitive in games of football, and then it's not. So maybe that maybe Blake Acres is the problem there. I know he's playing really good football. I'm not saying that. Um, he's not playing at a sustainable Do level. Do not or single well. out Acres. I'm just saying the midfield mix isn't working, and maybe it's Acres needs to go forwardable. How he's tall. Dare you. He's a saint. <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Um, I don't know. I just think that their, their whole mix between midfield and forward, the connection is not working. Yeah, it's disjoint, and they need to it work is. out a solution for sooner rather than later. But no, Acres so. is the only guy that's actually showed up for three weeks. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. Uh, averaging one ten over three. So look, I think he looks really good. I wasn't expecting this to be honest. Um, if, if, he average, if he averages 90 flat or even 88 to 90 I will be stoked yeah 100% and if he's Fair better enough. than that I obviously didn't even, I didn't even see that coming I was hoping yeah. for an 80 average or better and people that held um, uh, well that obviously started with Shane Savage he, he finally really repaid the faith yes um, which is good good on your uh, well, Savage owners he's averaging 103 yeah which is more six more than Shaw so that's sort of it hasn't blown up in our face but um, I I think they'll probably average maybe similar maybe Shaw a little bit more um, but I think they could definitely both be top yeah, six difference to is Shaw went good for the first two and then had a poor game this one whereas Savage yeah. he went 92 I'm waiting for 90, Savage to bust out a 50. And then a 121, yeah. yes. He's so. got a 50 in him. 100%. He's got it in him. So um, hoping it's hoping not for the guys out there that well, have yeah. him. Well, he owes me a 50. Cheap bars. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Gibbs has been impressive. And, I mean... I think he's hurt um, Sloan a little bit too, Chris. Well, well, I mean, Sloan's getting tagged every single game because they know how good he is. And if, they don't, if you don't tag Sloan, you'll lose. Literally the only way you can win against Adelaide is if you're taking Sloan. Yeah. I'm, he's that I'm, good of a player. I'm not surprised Gibbs is doing well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He's a quality player. Okay. And if you look at, you know, Carlton, again, they didn't really win many games. Yeah. Right? But when they did win, he scored better. I personally, I still don't think he's a top 10 mid. No. I still think that Matt Crouch, when he comes back, will average I, I am hearing people talking about trading out Zach Merritt, a.k.a. Mr. Dud Spud, at this point in time. For Gibbs. Oh, I just threw up my mouth. Oh. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, 100%. Uh, okay. I am not lying. Look, I suppose I, this I runs heard, on the board this year. I have heard this, this on other podcasting, Chris, people talking about trading oh, Merritt out I can't for do a Gibbs. It. I can't do it. 
honestly, as soon as you trade him in, he'll give you a 60. <laughs> but, but look at that three-game consistency, oh, Chris. So, so consistent. He's, he will look, hurt you. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I mean, look, you got to remember Matt Crouch... Um, in his second game did a hemi and Gibbs went big in that game and then went big this game um, against St Kilda okay with Sloan getting tagged and, and you're allowed to run free I'm not sure he can hold that for a year I don't think he can it's in, not not for me. I don't know, Chris. He could hold his hair for a while. That's true. Now, I mean, <laughs> every time I, I'm like, who's that number six? Because <laughs> I just don't recognise him. Um, Laird did that uh, again. Just a 105 for Laird. Just a sneaky little 105. Yeah, sneaky little 100. Yep. Um, good on him. for he's, he's had a fantastic start to the season. He did last year as well, though. He averaged like 120 at the start yeah, of last and then year. He'll, well, and then same, he dropped off, same remember? Same Yo. Yo did the yeah. same. So. Whereas the same. He's averaging 120.7. He he's averaging 120.7 the first three. So, I don't think we could say much better things about Dodie. Although with, Collingwood, with Collingwood's uh, forward line, Chris, uh, Laird could really be killing it this week. Uh, uh, look, if you're going to get Gibbs, get him this week because he's going to have a 150. I was saying Laird. Yeah, I know, but oh, I'm yeah. just saying Gibbs. Like, Gibbs yeah, they're, they're not going to tag anyone. Oh, actually, Sloan, VC Sloan. There is no way that Buckley tags Sloan. No way. So yeah. you chuck your VC on Sloan. Oh, no, Sloan, Sloan does better against top eight sides, though, remember? so Yeah, well, Collingwood's a top... Oh, wait. <laughs> but that's reverse, oh, if you yes. don't mind, Chris. Yes, of course. I see clearly now. Yes, top for favouritism. Yeah. Um, look, I think that's about it for that game, to be honest. Like... Yeah, pretty much. There's not really much else to report. No, uh, I think um, let's go with... Oh, and how good was it being right um, when the teams were announced last week? Oh, when Fogarty got Fogarty, dropped. Fogarty, yeah. And we're like, mm, look, we It was good so. being right. I, I feel bad for the guys out there that, that were just I arguing do. their case. So, so do I. And, you know, but we're saying the role that he plays, he's a bigger, taller guy, it would send their team in an imbalance. But you know, so whereas Murphy, it makes sense. Murphy makes sense, right? Your, your best 22 players are not necessarily the 22 you have on the field. No. And there's more to football than just being like, oh, well, he's in good form or he played really well, therefore he should play. Unfortunately, that's not how football works all the time. There's guys out there that have runs on the board. Tom Lynch is always going to play ahead of a um, ahead of a Fogarty. Yeah. Josh Jenkins has so many runs on the board. I had this um, conversation on Twitter. He's he's missed five games in four years. Josh Jenkins, like like he's going to get dropped after one poor week. Yeah. Uh, like for a guy that hasn't even like only played a game. He's or played so, one game. Literally. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You just don't don't tell me that shit. It's just, it's rubbish. So I, I just yeah, just think a little bit before you. Speak. Yeah. I mean, look how long Travis Cloak got a good for. You yeah. Know? He was played every week. <laughs> Because he got runs on the board early yeah, and runs, they just kept playing. Yeah, exactly him. right. It, it runs from 2010 still yeah. playing six years <laughs> later. Like, legitimately. And it's the same with um, with the Bonner versus Pittard issue. I think I feel the exact same way. Oh, Pittard will be... He'll Pittard's, get first dibs. Well, Pittard's played 93 of a... No, so 95 of a possible 113 games in the last five years. He's got the runs. He's averaged um, 80, 91, and uh, 79 in the last three years. 100%. If, if it's a choice between who, who am I going to play in that seagull role, which they port have that seagull role, is it Pittard or Bonner? Pittard it wins that every day of the week. It's a bit ironic. In, that, a, in um, a year where they're going to go for it, trying to win a premiership. It's a bit ironic that Port has seagulls. <laughs> it's the, and it's, that's not ironic at all. <laughs> it's true and factual, might I add. Um, so, yeah, yeah just, just think about that when you're, when you're selecting, especially people like rookies. 
they're not going to get a gig over someone else unless they're really performing well. Like I'm talking uh, 25 disposals, but at 80 percent for a, a halfback flanker, um, or yeah, you know, if you're talking super coach terms, they're averaging over 90. Or a Tim Kelly, like a Tim Kelly is going to be really hard to move when Geelong have a finally full complement of midfielders because he's played so well. Yeah. He'll probably stay in the side, but in a different role, then eventually drag out of the team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Murphy did pretty well. Got 63. Which is um, great. great. It's a great for, backup yeah, score. Yeah, great for money-making yeah. uh, as well. Uh, you're looking at Dodie, got an 85. So, Dodie... The, the highest, um, I think, uh, in terms of cash generation rookie so far this year. Kelly. Oh, is it Kelly? Kelly yep. is, okay. yeah. Well, Kelly's yep. gone bang, bang, bang. Oh, uh, Dodie, yeah, 93, uh, 95.3 average, which is just laughing. So, 85. He's basically gotten, I think it's like 285s or so. What was it, week one? Uh, 86 week one. Yep. 85 that week, and then he got a 115. Yeah. So... I think he's good look, on he's him. looking really good. And against Collingwood this week, uh, he's now on the draft side. Gonna towel, just gonna towel up this week, that's for sure. Just um, he's playing half back, so he'll probably be playing on Chris Main this week, right? <laughs> probably. So look, okay. Oh, good on him. Saints and Adelaide. So Richmond Hawks. Um, this was a very interesting game, Chris. Yeah, one I, I um, I, and the reason why I didn't go VC Mitchell or Dusty is because I wanted to see how Mitchell would perform in a loss because I, I, I never rated Hawthorne to be able to win the game. I think that. That Richmond are a much much better team, and they cruised to victory. They they barely rocked up. They didn't even need, see the need to put Dusty in midfield, to be honest. Um, Cochin I thought was best on ground. Um, absolutely had a fantastic game, and was there in the crucial moments that led to their lead, especially early on. Um, Tom Mitchell was a one man band. He was the only one that really rocked up on the day. Oh, Amira did pretty well supporting. He was, he was a lead act to the the main band. Dude, honestly, Mitchell Mitchell is doing stuff this year that he hasn't done in previous years. So he's leading meters gain categories because he's not not only disposal by hand is really good. He's getting the ball in open space and instead of handballing, he's kicking the ball into forward fifty, and that's what his price rising is. So remember how in the preseason we said he's got to kick more. His kick rating is up substantially this year, and it's also to inside 50s as well. Look at that average. Yeah, um, so he's just <laughs> cleaning up. I didn't think it would be this good, but, I mean, it's very early. He's not going to maintain it over the year. Three games average of 154.7. That's, like, unheard of. Can he average 130? Because that, that's the serious question that needs to be posed right now. Is he going to be able to hold that Pot- sort of well, an average? he's very consistent, so I don't see him bottoming out too much. Like, if he, even if he gets some 110s, he'll still drop in average slow. But realistically speaking, I mean, what a 167, a 148, and then a 149. So, like, what the F? To put it into perspective, he had 42 disposals, classic Mitchell, and 21 of them were kicks. So, half of his disposal were kicks this now, which is. That's not what we know about Tom Mitchell. What we know about Tom Mitchell is his handball to kick ratio is out of whack, and that's why he's really um, he's he's out of ceiling over his scoring potential. Um, Fourteen of which were contested this week. Um, he only had three clangers, so it was very effective, and went at seventy three percent, which is why he had such a good score. Um, six inside fifties. He had five bounces, so he got the ball in open space and was the run and carry. Like that's supposed to be Isaac Smith, who had a pretty poor game, by the way like he was running and carrying and delivering it inside 50 and then he had 11 clearances to go with it what a game like literally a lone game 
Um, I still don't think he was best on ground, um, just because I don't think his impact was quite as high as Cochin. But uh, very, very good game. And yeah, hats off to Tom Mitchell for the start to the year. Well done. Oh, what a start. If you didn't start with him, you're really behind the eight ball now, aren't you? Yeah. You're really, really behind. Pretty um, much. And we did say before, like, the only reason you wouldn't is if you went um, Danger and Dusty. Uh, sorry, Danger and Dusty for the VC option. Like, yep. That's the only reason we're saying we didn't. But because Danger was out, most people probably didn't start without him. I mean, let's face it, 85% didn't start with him. Yep. So you should have started with Mitchell, uh, realistically speaking. We said in preseason, though, and we both agreed that of the two, I'd rather start with um, with Mitchell because we don't think his price is going to drop. No. He's got, the, he's got that game that... A bad game for Mitchell is probably a 110, 120. Um, whereas his good games are 130, 140. Yeah. He's, got, he's got that real consistent whereas, flow to his well, games. Well, Dusty got an 85 or something. So, I mean, that's yeah, pretty much... Yeah, because he goes down and up. I, th- I think yeah. he, got, he ended up getting a 90, didn't no, he? No, 93. So, yeah. yeah, okay. So, not too bad. Yeah. And, uh, like, w- here's the thing. I was really disappointed because... They didn't. They never really pushed him into a hardcore midfield role during the game. They should have, though. Well, they, they really didn't need should've. to. No. I think that he's it's just like how they're playing danger at the moment. Is we're pushing into midfield when we really need that clearance, when we really need to win ball. Otherwise, we'd prefer you to be well, the guy up forward that can take a mark. Geelong should have done it a bit more and a bit often, I think, because yeah. um, that's not working for him. But. Um Look, Nankervis is doing what we said as well, Chris. He started the year off well, yep, averaging 101. <laughs> what was that? He's starting to tail off, though. Now, look, I think oh, yeah. I, I think he'll have an, a few more weeks before he starts to uh, drop the tank, so to speak. Yeah, but he didn't go like last year. He went large, like with a couple of 120s. So he's yeah. just he's just hitting a lot of hundreds at the moment, uh, averaging 101. So you know, not too bad of a start for him for those that uh, did put him in their sides. Yep. Uh, Omira, I was really happy he hit the ton, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, payment for for those. That stuck was fat with him. Um, I still I, that that's his best game in a long, long time, and he only hit a one hundred four. Well, that's his first hundred in a long, long time. Yeah. So look, um, maybe that's the confidence that he needs. Maybe. Chris. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm. Man. I am sold for draft. Yeah, for draft. <laughs> I need to be optimistic. I'm. I. I still don't. I don't like him as a pick at all. And uh, look, whatever. I mean, that's you know, each their own. Look, that's about it for this game, though. To be honest, like yeah, Hawthorne, Hawks were not, never really in, not in the really, contest. There's not really much relevancy there. Um, I like to talk about a little bit about Jackie. Higgins. Um, so, uh, really, really well touted, and everyone knows about Jack Higgins, the potential that he's got. Um, ridiculous. I hate his role at Richmond Footy Club. His role as a small forward is, first of all, job security is not fantastic. They've got players that are out of the team right now that are going to be coming in within the next few weeks. Um, he also he had an inflated score. He kicked those two goals, um, one which he should have kicked anyway because he was you know 10 metres out of a slight angle, but then played on and snapped the ball on and was lucky like not lucky for it to go through but lucky no one noticed that he was just played on straight away went 10 metres out in front of goal that was a weird thing to do um, and the other goal was a mid-air kick in the goal square that he got again very very lucky for so his score of 60, 62 or 63 with two goals I, w- I don't know if you can expect that every week you take into consideration his JLT f- um, form where I think he got a 27 and a 30 or something like that like a really two really low games because he was playing again forward pocket yeah and not only that like that 60 it was good because it was only really from a half a footy he did nothing and I think it was the first yeah, in the he fourth didn't touch quarter. the ball in two quarters yeah of and then yeah Went nuts in the middle too, but yeah. look, I think here's the problem we're really going to have. They're versing Brisbane this week. Yeah, he could have a really good game, and then we all get everyone s- jumps on, and we all get sucked in. I'm not necessarily against that because at least um, if he doesn't go good against Brisbane, then you know you can't no. pick him. 
if it goes good, then I think we could all get sucked in and then have to. Well, trade at him least back you'll out. get a one good price rise out of him because he'll have a fantastic negative break even. He'll probably make a 60, 70k minimum, and then you can and just hope to get as a few long more. as his name for round three. So for those looking to go to him this week, I don't think you can. No, um, oh, you need to see. Wait, game wait and see. Him. If he has a bad game, I'd be yeah. leaving him at this point. Um, you need to see another game. You need to see him um, lining up in round three. So uh, I, I, I don't advise at all or condone going early on Higgins. So just a, a, a bit of a brief one there. Um, outside of that, again, like you said, there's not really much else to take out of the game. It was a bit of a slow burn and a bit of a boring game to watch after halftime, to be completely honest. Nothing really eventuated out of the game. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, moving on to the next game, we have... Uh, what do we Bulldogs have Bulldogs and Essendon. Um, so, re- again, really impressive. Fuck, yeah. is that how big Hunter went? Yeah. Sorry, guys, that was a, I didn't Did you expect not, to you, swear. You didn't watch the game? I did not watch this game. Uh, yes. Uh, Hunter uh, Hunter actually has turned up three times in a row. What's he averaging net right now? Uh, I reckon it have to be about 118. Let me have a look. And let me do the scroll. Scrolly, scrolly. 119. Oh, that's close. Yeah. What a catch. Um, Jesus. Well done, Lockie. Uh, you see, Gullin Cunt. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> that's so Australian. So, yeah, oh, yeah, Lockie, you see, Gullin um, just keep keep it going, Lockie. Uh, keep seagull. Look, there was times, and again, he's got this. He's got that in his game where he just will seagull and um, pick up some easy. We ball. traded Hunter out for Zaharakis, yeah. Chris. But in our defence, in our defence, Zaharakis isn't playing terribly. But in our defence, he had thirty-five disposals and twenty-seven were uncontested. So you know. He still is a seagull. He's just getting a lot more. Um, 13 marks, which is what really escalated his uh, scoring. Um, He didn't have a single... He had one clearance from a stoppage. No center clearances. Um, He had two freeze four. Didn't have a single bounce. But he did have seven inside 50s and a goal. So that would be where his um, his scoring he must have hit, was. He must have hit those inside 50 targets because he never used to. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, you know, Mark and uh, long kick to a contest still an effective kick, right? Uh, Jack McRae. Holy what McDooley. This guy can play football, I can tell you that. Um, really, really, really impressive. And thank, thank the Lord. And scored that, his average. Well... The greatest thing about Jack McRae is that he's been consistent over the first three rounds and his role has not changed at all. He's been playing pure midfield with a little bit of stints forward. Uh, He's kicked a few goals. I think he kicked five in the first two games and Jack McRae kicked uh, and didn't even kick a goal this game and still got a 130. Well... Well done, Jack. McRae. That's crazy. That's bon- unreal. Meanwhile, Bonson Pelly, right, gets a one sixteen. Lucky had, to get that. We had like six at quarter time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Know, so he got he got a hundred and ten from three quarters. Yeah, and uh, look, I mean, he had to kick three goals too. But he's and and uh, he, I think he's just so when he does get the ball, generally something happens. So um, that's why they want him for the ball and they need him for the ball because of his height and his contested marking ability. Long term, I'm just I just don't want him there. I'm hoping that he does actually have a few real dud games, drops down, and he's one that I can see picking up. I still, I still think he can probably average your 105 to 110. Um, so maybe not a bad, say, M8 or something. Speaking similar. of guys that have done well, McLean. Yeah. Literally, what, 91? The one guy on the forward line I wish I had maybe oh, instead of he got Sicily, 90, so 91, to JB. He got 91 in week one, yep. and then he's gone to 125, and then he, this week, went a 115. So yep. he's averaging 120, 110 over three. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Looking really good. Um, 
Well, we thought initially, and this actually happened with the scoring, um, Mitch Wallace uh, coming in would impact his scores, and it did. Uh, Mitch Wallace came in, and he was really, really good in the first half, and McLean barely touched the ball yeah. and managed to scrape together a really decent output. Um, Mitch Wallace still outscored him, though, which was a 107. I think that was a really good game. Didn't outscore him, but um, 115 for McLean. Oh, oh yeah, really he, he went up. Uh, yeah, so Wallace... Okay. It's funny, they actually went a bit tit-for-tat. Wallace went really big early, yeah, and then McLean came through late, and then Wallace kind of dipped off. So maybe they're switching midfield and forward Yeah, I think, I think literally it was kind of like a bit of a yo-yo. Um, but no, like literally. I, think, I mean, there were so many people that scored. Well, how many tons did they have on, on the day? Seven. Yep. Is it? One, yeah, one six, two, eight. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tons. Uh, and you've got that's a, a, a ninety. Yeah, that's, that's ten. That's eight. One hundred two. One hundred three, four, five, that's eight. six. Yeah, eight. Sorry. Um, and Dunkley with a ninety-two. Um, and a lot of scores in the eighties and seventies. Yeah. Oh. Whereas that, that's not going to happen every week because no. they're not going to verse uh, demoralised Essendon. They were horrible. Yeah, and they got so a lot of scaling bad. points. And here's the thing, because obviously the 3,300 pie, right? So a lot of Bulldogs scored really, really well. And the highest score for Essendon was an 86, which was Devin Smith. Yep. So that that just goes to show you how much more points got um, the, the Bulldogs way based so on how nine, bad. So yeah, nine players played. scored more. From the Bulldogs, then the highest scorer from Essendon. Yeah, which is, that's a telling. And the, it didn't really reflect in the score of the actual game, which is really quite interesting. So, um, what was it? 104-83. So, um, realistically, uh, Bulldogs kicked 14 goals, 20. And kept Essendon in the game for the majority of it. That's an insane scoreline. It should have been 20 goals, 14. Um, and literally, Essendon were really, 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 really bad. They just didn't hold up to the pressure. Yeah. Um, Even the coach, the coach was like, you know, this is worse than when we had all the teams out for drugs. Yeah, like it was literally, it was yeah. bad. He said it was horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, but look, I this is one of the games I actually had pegged, uh, tipped, and then I changed my tip to Essendon. I tipped Essendon too. Yep. So, but I wanted to tip the Bulldogs. Well, I didn't, Bulldogs I didn't have tip, been so bad. That, well, they've like, been no so one bad. Saw that. I saw. I saw that. I didn't think they were going to lose three in a row. Except I then went back to um, oh, but Essendon beat Adelaide, and then they just lost. So maybe they'll pick up their game. Yep. But no, they didn't. Um. So, so just a, a little sidebar: the uh, Ed Richards eighty-one was a really good score, but. Um, Where'd he get before that, Peanuts? Yeah. Um, what, what did he score the week before? Let's have a look. Oh, it was horrible. It was like 27 or something, wasn't it? How, where are we looking? In a game Richards. where... In a game where... Okay, so here's the thing. In a game where they got so much scaling and so many points towards the Bulldogs, um, it, it, it was probably not a real 81 performance. Um, he had... Let's have a look at his disposal. 49, round one. So Ed Richards, he looked good, though. I mean, one thing about Edwards... I'll give, oh, sorry, Richards, I'll give him Edwards Richards. Oh, funny, in the post-press conference, um, Bevo's even calling Ed Richards Ed Norton. So, like, combining Aaron Norton with Ed. And obviously, there's a famous actor called Ed Norton. Great, great actor, by the way. American History X, awesome yes. movie. Oh, Fight please. Club, Fight awesome Club. Movie. Yeah, how do you go to American <laughs> History X first? I love American History X. I think it, I think it's his or, best or that really horrible Hulk. That time, yeah. Oh, Primal Fear, really, really good. Have you seen Primal Fear? No. Oh, awesome movie. I was still stuck on Dude, Hulk. Dude, do yourself a favor. Download Primal Fear. It's fucking, it's fucking amazing. He plays an altar boy. Not, not Jesus Priest and come on down. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are you doing? Eddie Murphy delirious. He was like, That's Edward got nothing Norton. To... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. What um, would you say? Anyway, so Ed Richards had 17 disposal at 70%, which is not great, but he had seven marks to go with it. Um, he did have, wow, a five freeze against. That's a lot. 
So, I mean, maybe it's a better game than I gave him credit for. Um, so, look, I, I think um, I think he's a good player, and he's probably the best of the rookies, but that's not saying much. I don't think that long-term he's going to be able to really produce if you're looking for points on field. I think if you're trading to him, he's got to be for someone that you have on the pine. And to be honest, those rookies really aren't ripe to downgrade anyway. No, I mean, Murphy's doing pretty well as is, and let's face it, he's cheaper. Yep. Uh, and then you've also got... Um, Norton. Norton, yeah. So Norton's but so got a negative you'd, one break You'd even. have to be trading Norton for him. And we went through this earlier, Chris, where you're pretty much trading somebody for, what, 50 K. Yeah. Plus the price difference between them. So you might make what? They and they're probably gonna average the same, which means that like if you look at them both on a scale, you're probably you're literally spending that trade to fifty K because they might end at the same price point. So I still think that Norton can average you around sixty, got a nice sixty five this week. Um or six sorry, sixty one it was this week. And he now has a negative break even, he's got a negative one break even. So if you're trading him, first of all you're losing the cash that he's gonna be making next week. If he gets an eighty next week, he could spike fifty K in two weeks and you're left in the exact same position with Ed Richards, but you've already you've spent a trade. And less job security. Yeah. Definitely Norton has much higher job security. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally think the only way you can do Richards is if he's on your pine somewhere. Um, or if you're going to cruise room. <laughs> well, I mean, there's maybe people that have maybe Mark O'Connor, potentially, who they, they want to... Is, is that the Connor that doesn't bite? Yeah, that's the, the, other, <laughs> the other O'Connor. The other O'Connor. Um, there's a lot of people that are looking at, say, getting him in via a Brayshaw. So the, the problem with that trade is that to get him in via a Brayshaw, you have to move Finlayson to the midfield bench. Unless, if you started with only with five premium mids and three on-field scorers, you could go Brayshaw to Finlayson. Finlayson, put Finlayson on your field as one of your three with um, Holman and Kelly, and then you could get Richards back there either on the pine or even on your field, depending on how your defensive setup is. Yep, that's the only, so, that's the only situation. I that's think the only works. one that I condone is if you've got the the, the three on-field rookie mids um, outside, that, and I can't do that. I've only got two on-field rookies um, in midfield. Yeah, so, me too. Um, so for me, I'm probably going to pass on Ed Richards, but I do think that. And this is, again, saying something. I think that out of all of them, he's got the best job security, but it's still not that great. So I don't really like any of the, the rookies on the bubble this week for me. So. No, I, I'm the same. I'd like to. Apart from Willy Rioli, which I think might... He might have not there, but he's, no, because not, of not there yet, Ryan. But opportunity might... I think I might have you'd have to have some. You'd have to have some like gonads I might do it, for Chris. balls to be able to go, I'm going to go Ryan over all the other rookies because I think that he's got more scoring in him with Ryan gone. Yeah, I might do it. <sighs> uh, it's it's risk. You got to risk it for the biscuit, right? Well, but at least I think his security is there over the next. You could give him a week. 10. Even if he goes a sixty, he probably only goes up twenty k this week, and you could pick him up at what one forty three. It's not terrible. I don't know. Just uh, just food for thought there. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but look, let's go west coast and Geelong. You mean uh, the Nick Nat Nick Nat Express oh. train? Jesus. Nick Nat. He was literally, right, Nick Nat <laughs> getting the tap outs, right, tackling. Who did he tackle? He fucking He annihilated him it. Oh, dude. The guy was tiny too. It was a midget. Oh, uh, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. It was Fogarty. No, no. It wasn't Puffit. 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 I think he's possibly the smallest player on the field. He Literally, that hit was so hard. He, that hit was huge. He basically passed shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's well done, sir. That is great. 
Oh, dude, honestly, and he did he did the same last week. He's a real intimidating presence at the moment on the field. Um, and again, just absolutely towed up the clearances. There was one point where um, Luke Shuey was just like platter. Um, received oh, a, Nick Nat, received kicks it on a goal. the run, kicks oh. it from outside 50, goal. Gasm. Like, oh, oh, dude. Um, again, so can I just specify, he again played 55% get time on ground and, and got a 110. Yeah. Um, Tell them the good news, Chris. The good news is that post-match, um, if you continue to watch Fox Footy after the match, he said that they had a three-game program to ease him into the football. So his game time is going up next week. Now, I don't know by how much, but at least 10% extra game time this week, guaranteed, minimum, which would be 65. I'm hoping 20%. I'm hoping they push him to six to 75. Um, but they said that the, he said that they only had a three-game plan for his uh, restricted time on ground, and then they were going to reassess and go from there. Did you see his... He basically did a center tap to himself, right? Oh, Ga- yeah. Gary Ablett's running at him from the defensive 50. <laughs> no, he's like, he literally... He's tapped it down. The ball's bouncing in front oh, of him. Spun. Ablett's running towards him. He's spun and just so completely good. evaded Ablett. They did the replay from a different angle and just see Ablett's face turn and just go, what the hell? Yeah. Like, actually, Ablett, Gary Ablett, the goat, yeah. turns and goes, he, he's, yeah, I'm, I can't stop You that. look at his knees, <laughs> right, and he's stepping, he's spinning, he's jumping. Mate, this guy is legendary. Honestly. Wait for it. 140 coming Wait. soon. Legendary. Legend, wait for it. Wait, Dairy. Dairy, yeah. Um, who are they playing? Who are West Coast playing this week? West Coast are versing... Uh, no, that's not it. That's, yeah, that's the next one. It's. Uh, I just think that um, there's there's a big score in it if he's versing the right Ruckman. It might not be this week. It could be next week. Uh, no, they're versing Gold Coast, remember? West Coast. Gold okay. Coast oh, no, it, 100% this week. Wits. So... Wits has a tendency to let big opposition Ruckman scores in. So the big knock on Wits is that, yes, he can get his, his hit-outs and his, um, he can get, get some great hit-outs to advantage and he's competitive. What he doesn't do, though, his defensive Ruck work is not great. And that suits someone like a Nick Nat Nui to a T. So the, what Grundy and the difference between Grundy and Wits when they were weighing up who do we keep... Grundy's defensive ruck work is really good. He's really good at neutralising a ruckman and just getting a dead ball straight down where the mids can compete for the ball at the contest. Uh, Wits is not like that. If he does not win the the tap down um, himself, the other person usually has a generally good hit out. And I think that it's going to be an absolute whitewash this weekend. Oh, I, so, I, I want to watch that one. I can't wait to watch it. I, I think Nick Nat's just going to have That's a good thing. Day. That's a good I'm thing about a um, being up in, up in Brisbane. It doesn't often work in our favour, but they play all the Brisbane and all the Gold Coast <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, because we really want to see yeah, them. Yeah, I know, right? Like it's some, a real great we advertising with the sport. Was it Collingwood uh, and Hawthorne? Because yeah. you know we had to go to the pub to watch that one. Because well, let's face it. Uh, anyway, do anyway, Dom Sheed repaid my faith. Finally yep. got a hundred. Yeah, Still averaging horribly. Same with Luke Shuey as well. Um, came good after a really poor week last week. Um, I think even uh, one thing I'm really really disappointed in is Jack Redden still I mean what the hell's going on there yeah he's the he literally the uh, the JLT curse yeah he is the um, the 2010 Premiership player Lamumba or whatever no, he, you bloody say you mean the prince yes <laughs> that, that douchebag the, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yes, basically he was the JLTTs, unfortunately. Oh, jeez, he yeah, is doing horrible. He is doing horrible. Yeah, I've got him in draft, and I'm, I was I wanted to package him for someone, but I don't reckon I'm getting it. Give us a mention, because he's dropped about 30k already, has he? <laughs> yeah. 39,000, jeez. Jeez, unlucky. I'd offer you Dom Sheed, but no. I was actually going to do that pre-season, but you wouldn't have taken it. Yeah, no, not pre-season. No. I wouldn't have. No. <laughs> now, yeah. tough luck, buddy. Yeah, now who's winning that one? Yes, I know, right? Um, uh, Waterman did really well, actually, as well. Um, yeah. Um, and look, he's 72. getting up the ground. Um, now, the one bad thing, of course, is that uh, JJK may even be back this week. Yep. Um, so does that impact Waterman? Everyone's belief is that it does. I think Liam, Liam Ryan going out improves his job security. I'm not sure by how much. So we'll see that when they announce JJK. Um, he may be pushed to an emergency. I just don't know yet. But he's got a lot more agility than is said. I just don't know if you can play Waterman, Darling, and... Um, uh, life set and the JJK. That's a real heavy forward line. I don't know if they want to do that. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I can't really tell you, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yep. Um, so again, Willie Rioli, uh, I think we'll play more forward. Yeah, project, uh, projected price change of only 15,000. Yeah, stage. yeah. So well, it depends a, on what he his does. predicted score of 36. Yeah. So, so prob- yeah, even if he gets a Against 50, Gold Coast, though, they could do well against Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah I, I, the way I they've been playing. So Rioli, Rioli could, if he gets the right role, he yeah. could actually go 60 to 80 this week. Now, can we just have a little bit of a uh, condolence here for Yo? Because we didn't, we didn't mention <laughs> no, it at the start of the pod. We are Honestly, having no, no sympathy, Chris. Don't trade He's Yo. Your boy. No um, sympathy. It's the lowest score that he's had in two years, so it's it's a mare. But only it, two. It was Adam Simpson. <laughs> Adam Simpson did this. It's not Yo's, Yo's they, fault. He was moved to a lockdown defensive role on Patrick Dangerfield when he was forward of the ball, and he, Danger played forward a lot. He had one disposal that was in the last thirty seconds of the first half. You, had you, one you disposal. Know, the in reason the first why half. he's probably the only one aerially. That's strong enough to well, match it with the match. Well, I, I like from a coaching perspective. When I was thinking about, it, I'm like, I, like, like it makes. I know it makes sense. It hundred percent makes <laughs> sense. He's physically able to go with danger. He's got the pace and he's got the defensive capabilities. For me, it makes sense from a yep. coaching perspective. It just does not. So like, that doesn't help me. Here's the funny part. I was, um, we're talking about this uh, just earlier, and um, we're talking. We're referring to the Elliot Yo, you know, bad score. We're referring it to the Big Lebowski. So I don't know if, <laughs> if anyone's seen the Big Lebowski, <laughs> but it's just like, where's the money, you little brat? Like, and it's like, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, <laughs> and. <laughs> Literally, and we're just picturing like the car that he's beating up. So I don't know so if you've seen this bad. movie, right? Maybe yeah. maybe we'll tag the scene in. But yeah, yeah, picture yeah. this car as the Supercoach players. We'll post and on um, on our Facebook and then and, and yeah. So also oh, the car is Elliot Yo, and we are smashing this car Dude, or Simpson. Like honestly. this is what happens when you fuck a stranger. In he the actually ass. okay. So not only did it couple his um one disposal, he also had free kicks against. So for a large part of the game, <laughs> and they're deliberate. Yeah. And, oh, uh, which was by the way a joke. No, it wasn't. No, that was a joke. He punched it out of bounds. It wasn't. Cool. Kick. It wasn't a kick. It was a contest it was situation, a hand, and matter. he punched it out of bounds. It's only a kick, Chris. No, only counts on a kick. If somebody handballs it to like... an opposition player and then you punch it out, that's out deliberate out of bounds. Yeah, but it's in a contested situation. No, it's only from a kick. No. Only from a kick does it that's, count. I think it was a shit call, and I'm sticking by it. No. Anyway, so that was that, and he got a 50 meter against as well. So he was on going into the third quarter. He was sitting on negative eight, and then he had like a forty-four point quarter or something stupid. I, I think Hibbard's averaging more than you. Look at that. Yeah, uh, well, I think now he might actually. So after all that, it's just after yeah. literally after two hundreds in the first two rounds, Yo has now dropped forty-one k. 
Yeah, what's his average now? Uh, 80. 80. Which is just... That's and not a break go. even at 177. Yeah, Holy. you'll probably lose some cash. I think everyone's licking their lips. <laughs> you'll probably pick him up for 480. I'm hoping he has another bad round, PS. Uh, there's no way because... Gold Coast, hopefully. Okay, so there's two things that Adam Simpson learned from that game. Yeah, sure, Yo can be a lockdown defender. Um, but also, he's a match winner. And you play your match winners where you can win a fucking match. Because they won the game because Elliot Yo moved into midfield. He literally was the turning point of the entire game for them. And anyone that watched that game can say that, hand on their heart, Elliot Yo was the was the game breaker. Yes, Liam Ryan played really good and, and Nick Nat was absolutely fantastic. But Elliot Yo, he may even get a vote for that last quarter performance. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. He shut down Danger. Danger had very little impact forward of the ball. So Danger's mate, points the, mainly came from his when he was moved into um, midfield. The umpires would have hardly even seen him. Yeah, I know. They'd be like, where do you <laughs> I'm serious. He shut down Dangerfield forward of the ball. Danger had no impact when he was when he was pushed forward, and the, the 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 impact of him going into midfield was what won them the game. He might get a Brownlow vote for the game. All right, write, write this down, everyone. Might be the lowest co- super coach score Brownlow vote getting game. Seriously. Okay, we'll write no. this down, Chris. Round right, three. Round three. If he pulls does, a vote, all right, I will buy you a, a pint. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's all good. Right. It's not too. It's not too much. Maybe no. I'll get a shot instead. But yeah, okay, no, a good. shot. I'll buy you a shot. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. I, I honestly rate his game that highly. But I just if for Supercoach, it just killed me. I'll buy you so. a shot, and then I'll have to do a shot of tequila. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Look, uh, Mendigola get... repaid the faith, but um, uh, too little, too late. It's not gonna. He's well, not gonna be doing that very, very much. Not only that, I, I think the problem is he actually didn't really drop too much in coin. Uh, thirty thousand. So less yeah. than people were thinking. What's except, his break even? Is uh, uh one twenty five. Yes, yeah, so he's probably gonna go down again. Yeah, but yeah. um, you've also got uh, well, Ablett got injured. Partially. Yep. Uh, also, Duncan wasn't coming out. Back, though, so, Duncan week. will be back. Uh, except Ablett out probably does help Menangola a little bit. Kelly actually did pretty bad for three quarters. Yeah, and then, and then had once a really Ablett got injured or whatever, he, yeah, you know, exactly he, went, right. he went nuts. So, the best thing about Ablett going down is Danger and Kelly. Huge. Danger and Kelly are going to maintain their scoring for the next two rounds. And I honestly, against St Kilda, which is their next appointment, uh, next appointment, next, next game, I'm tipping Danger to go 150 plus. If I don't think. Danger is going to drop what everyone else does. And I did some um, uh, figures on this. So if Danger maintains his average of 115 over the next three rounds, he's only projected to lose 85K. So he's he's still going to be 665K in three rounds. And now there's no Ablett and he's going to be playing mainly midfield minutes. And you know what he can do in midfield. I don't reckon he's going to drop that much. I'll be surprised if he gets under 700, in which case, if you've got the cash right now to go to him or you've got an ablet, you've got to pull the trigger. You're going to miss out on bulk points. He's not going to be as cheap as everyone thinks, and you're going to lose out. So everyone being like, oh, I think that um, if you didn't start with danger, you've made the right decision. I think you're wrong. Because this situation hasn't just happened, he's going to be I pushed think you're, into midfield. I think you're wrong, and I uh, well, a I didn't start with him, but I think I think we were wrong because we weren't expecting Holman and Kelly and that to do as nuts as they, as they did. Yeah. Whereas if we had gone, okay, danger's out, but I'll put him on my bench and I'll start, you know, Holman or something, yeah. and then he went and it's like, oh, 
Like, yeah, he went really well week one. It's like, boom, I'll take that. Happy yep. days, you know? So you don't actually lose many points there. Well, I think so, there's, there's people that have started speculative mid, uh, midfielders that have really underperformed that are people are trading. I think the only reason why you're trading someone like that out, like uh, like I'm talking about a merit, you're trading him out because you're going to a danger. Beams, you're trading him out because you're going to a danger. Crouch, you're trading because you're going to a danger. Albert, you're trading because you're going to a danger. The only other exception to that would be probably Bont. Yeah, or Coniglio a week ago. Too late now. Yeah, and it's too late now. You're, yep. If you're not on the Coniglio train, it's too late. Yeah, if you're not on the Coniglio train, you should have listened earlier. Coniglio! Stuff yeah. Coniglio! <laughs> I missed that one. With a tip of his cap, like so. <laughs> you never guess who's standing there, I swear to God. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so that pretty much uh, gets out the games. Yes. So, um, so let's run through these Q&As. So I think we have covered most of these just quietly already as we've gone yep but uh, look let's get into it because I think we're sitting at two hours at this point in time 1 hour 55 thank you for staying with us Uh, okay so let's go into uh, the Twitter field first and Twitter field or Twitter sphere uh, either way, Chris, I'm not much of a, a tweeter. Uh, okay, so we've got a few comments here. Let's go with um, Josh Thomas into a classic side. No. <laughs> no, I think that was just more of a payout. <laughs> so oh, he dropped him? Supercoach right. Guardian said, after a 112, is Chris bringing Josh Thomas into his classic team? That's fairly good banter, and I'll give you a high five for that. I actually dropped Josh Thomas. Yeah, you traded him to me. I traded, well, it was just steak knives. I was like, I'm going to drop him anyway. And then I dropped him. And then he dropped him. (laughs) I dropped him quicker than sauce, I tell you what. Um, So that was, um, that's pretty funny. But yeah, I think with Dugowie coming back, he's going to be playing mainly forward. And even for a five-goal game to only get 112, that was pretty poor. Like, he scored that with a goal. Yep. Um, playing midfield minutes. Uh, Chris, so. do you think Josh Kelly will get tagged by Banfield this week? No, I don't. I think that they're going to tag either Coniglio or Shield. Um, uh, honestly, if I'm the coach, I'm tagging Shields. I think he's the one that's most damaging with the least possessions. So, um, and he generally can be tagged out. If you tag Kelly, he'll just outplay Banfield. I think he will as well. He'll just he, yeah, like he'll go inside, he'll go yeah. outside. He might not be damaging in Supercoach. It's like, tag, it's he like might, trying he to might, tag yeah, Dusty. He might not get 120 in Supercoach or whatever else. But let's not let's not take away from the fact that Kelly maybe not has started the way everyone has. He's just in second gear. Yep. But last year, I think he had like four or four nineties in the first six rounds. Yep. And then went absolutely massive. So I'm um, not too concerned at this point in time. So after five games, he only averaged 102. Um, and I'll just pull this up to make sure that I'm completely accurate with you guys. Um, but honestly, um, I have no worries at all about Josh Kelly. Um, and yeah, so average 102 over the first five. Let's pull this up here. Yeah, so I think about three 90s out of the first six rounds or five rounds or something. Yeah, about. yeah, here we go. All right, so um, first five... No, so in the first... No, it was three in a row. So he, he went 105, 120, 110. So he's done that pretty similar start. Then he had 92, 96, 93 in rounds four, five, and six. Um, and then a 108. It was only in round eight that he started really stringing together good scores where he had a 147, a 101, 107, 176. And then his back end, that's when he went insane. Yeah, huge. So he went... I think he'll build into this year nicely. He, yeah, he had five or six. Uh, 120 pluses. Okay. Uh, so someone says, with no issues on my team, 
uh, elsewhere on my team, is it worth holding Ryan for a few weeks to wait for better rookies? I'm doing that. Yep, I don't have danger either, so I can virtually use Ryan's rise to uh, conquer the quest for Supercoach God. <laughs> um, look, the thing... Okay, so this is probably posted before as well. We knew the extent of Ryan's injury. Yes. 10 to 12 is too long. Um, if, it was a few weeks, I, if it was a few weeks, I'd hold. Yeah. But no. Um, so, look... The great news is you're still making you know, 70, 75K from a Ryan downgrade target. I'm just not sold on any of your rookies that are there. No. I might still have to do it if um, uh, if Lob doesn't play. So my contingency is if Lob doesn't play, oh, yeah, you're I'm forced into going to a rookie. And it's probably going to be... Because it can't be crowding because they're, they're, that, that plays in that game. Um, I'd say it's probably going to be Sav, Radigalua, or Radigalia. Right. Um, and I'll explain a little bit about that. Um, as I go, I'm sure that there's probably more yeah. questions about rookies. Yeah, yeah, if it was like a month or something, I would hold based on, you know, it's not worth trading him out just to get him back in a few weeks later. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm if, if only it was less, like, I would hold. But I think it's too far... I, but I'm definitely with you for waiting for a better option. Don't yeah. feel like you have to trade just yet, especially seeing if you do have everyone on field. Uh, Langdon, they do reckon, could be back sooner than later, so yep. that's, that's great news. So therefore, I'd probably just be like, cool, well, he's now on field. Yep. And um, But yeah, 10 to 12 weeks, you have to trade him. Think There's about no it this point. way as well. Um, 10 to 12 weeks comes into his play right at the back end of the buys so the Perfect. likely scenario is that he comes back in that last round of the buys you can downgrade to him because you'll have someone that's a plump um, a plump option to downgrade and you'll still make a, at least 100 to 120k to get um, him into your side and then week one is going to make you another 70, 70 to 80k yep. he still has the highest negative break even um, of any of the forward rookies right now at negative 88 which is just awesome. Yep. So good on him. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, bringing him back into my team at yep. some stage during so the year. So Brady asked uh, whether it's worth downgrading to Ratatouille uh, or Crowden. Or, or, uh, or, yeah, sorry. I just called him Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. I Chris. like it. The, 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 the French every rat. time I see it, I see Ratatouille. I don't know why. Um, or wait until Higgins on the bottom bubble. Is that, is that what um, we call Menegola if he gets drowned? Like drenched or something? Ratatouille. Ratagola? <laughs> Ratagola, <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I, I want to see another week out of Higgins. I, you can't get him this way. I just don't I don't like it. It's, yeah. Just because he was good in juniors so many people. Yeah. I'm not... He'll, he'll, he has to play the team thing. I think if he's playing midfield minutes, it's a completely different story. Lock him into your team. But he's not playing midfield and, and Richmond run deep in midfield. So... Uh, you got to wait for an injury in midfield or a role change for to be selecting him there early. Um, I'm just not really that confident on him. I know other people are, yep. and that's up to them. I'm I'm on the cautious approach. Um, Crowden, safe for at least a week, but of the of the rookies that they're playing at the moment, and there's a lot in, in uh, Frio. He's obviously got the least job security. Yep. So there's a couple of people that might come back for them yeah. as well. Uh, okay. So Radigalur, so just just on Radigalia, yep. um, the only problem I see, I see him 100% playing this week, and I, I see him actually getting a few games. He played really really well. It's gonna the the thing the reason why he scored semi decent though was because he was playing in the ruck. So yep. whether they play. And this is going to be the call, the judgment call I'm going to have to make. If they bring in Stanley or um, Smith this week, um, don't put him in. If they do, then put him in. So wait, no. If they, they don't if, put him in, do. If they do put him in, don't. Yeah. Yep. That, that's how I would ruck, ruck, uh, round that up. Ruck it up. Ruck <laughs> it. You, you ruck it you up. You ruck it up. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't think you can bring in Luke Ryan. So they're talking about um, Mossy. Luke Ryan or in. Savage. Yep. Yep. So Savage, sure, he's a bit pricey now. I think you missed that train. 
Yep. Uh, but, you know, maybe at the time free upgrading, it just depends. Going, so what you're saying to us and right now is... And when do I start is, to panic with zero? So it looks like they mustn't be happy with their premiums. Yeah. Uh, and wants to just sideways trade because someone started... Probably got to hear it or whatever it may be. Look, yeah. at, at the end of the day, so you've prob- you're probably looking for, at this stage, a top six. You're, you're saying you believe that Savage or Luke Ryan could be top six. Um, out of those two, I'm not sold on Ryan for a top six. Maybe a top ten. Maybe it really surprises. No one's paid any attention to him and he's just floating in with that friendly SC role. So at some point, someone's going to pay some attention to him, possibly this week. Um, Savage uh, is a proven commodity, so I'm okay with going Savage. I actually think Ryan could have attention this week. Gold Coast like to play that uh, pressure forward. Yep. So they, they won't want anyone being loose and free. Well, I think... Well, they, and that's a bit ironic because the everyone, is, all the women on the Gold Coast are loose and free. Yeah. <laughs> well, the benefit... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the benefit is that, that uh, uh, Wilson is much more damaging by his disposal, but he always plays on a man. So um, I think you can take that out of the equation. Um, someone will man up Ryan at some stage. I think it's likely going to be this week, maybe next week. Um, Savage is now on a... So he had that 10 game, or eight game streak last last year where he went really well. Yeah, he, and went, three, he went really well on so the back end. He's on an 11-game heater. Um, I'm okay with that. I think Savage is probably your better bet. I don't know if I'd be trading premiums in or sideways trading premiums at this stage, but... Yep. You know, so that's up to you if you want and to do that. we've also another question, Chris, asking, would you trade Billings to McLean? I think it's probably a bit late. Uh, yeah, you missed that boat, and, and I still Billings, think Billings still top six. I still think you'll be top six I still six think he outscores um, McLean for the year. Yeah, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, if anything, wait for it to settle, and then when you're filling out the rest of your side, if you want him, I think you just have to pay whatever he will be. He won't be that much more expensive. McLean's 470. The maximum he's going to get to is 550, at absolute max. I'd say he's probably going to hover around 500 grand, which means he's, you can just he's not going to be out of reach anyway. So don't worry about it. Uh, yep, yeah, so we've sort of covered Lee and Ryan. I'll, I'll probably hold if I uh, might even go Rioli instead, just because he's cheap. Just, yeah. But I mean, I'm not, if you're not desperate for cash, he's not going to give you any cash. You probably, it's not enough cash to get you to another person. Well, the only reason I'd be going Rioli is if I like his job security and hopefully he has a couple of good games to rise in price. That's all he needs, a couple of good games. Yeah. If I like him more than um, Higgins. Yeah. So there's a there's, for security. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of guys that could come in after playing one game. Um, I also think to watch out. Um, uh, I think there's some rookies that could come in for Collingwood, um, especially with the injuries that they're having. It's just been ridiculous. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out. Um, there will be some rookies uh, coming through over the next few weeks, and there's no need to panic at the moment. Yeah. Um, if you do need to trade Ryan because you need to trade him, then that obviously you, at least you're going to make 70k and you're forced into it. Yeah, so you will have to trade him but it's more about who and when at this point in time. Yes. Um, so good old Fozzie that was me replying mate, he's asking, um, can you tell the people in Ben's league where the delete my team button is, you know, for the mercy kill? <laughs> and I said... to try and increase your average. And I said, can't <laughs> click button, too busy peeling spuds. <laughs> And then he's like Ben. He's like Ben Spuds. Is that you? Yes, it was me. I didn't reply. Uh, f- thanks, Fozzy. Um, Hayden Reedy. All right. So sticking with preseason F one to F four of Walters, McLean, Smith, and Lambert, which was pretty good. Unfortunately, Lambert is probably the one you need to trade there. Hold Ryan on my bench along with Zyles Langdon, which is what I'm doing, and I've got and Fritch and Garland F five and F six, or. Force two trades in to bring in Tim English as a more stable option to Garlett. Oh, um, the two trades would be 
Darcy Fogarty down to Crowden and Garland up to English. No, oh, I don't like that. Terrible trades. No. Um, if you missed English, you've missed him. You can't get him now. It's a waste of a trade. Um, and I don't think he's going to average necessarily more. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary to get rid of Gullet either at this point in time. Um, yeah, like no, Fogarty, I think he wants to just have him on field. Look, I, I Gullet hasn't played terribly. He's played. He's had a sixty-one. No, he said Fogarty down to Crowden and Gullet up to English. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, as in, I'd keep Gullet. I'm not saying I wouldn't get rid of Gullet. Yeah, yeah, no, mm, no, no, thanks. Um, and Crowden again, like <laughs> if you're really, really desperate for a forward rookie and you want someone to play, you can go him. One, one, <laughs> one person we haven't really touched on is Jack Henry. I don't really like his job security either because um, he he's been playing behind the ball and had a lot of intercept possessions this week. But we there's what Harry Taylor's probably coming back this week. I don't know. I'm too busy laughing at uh, Paul Garrett's comment. <laughs> <What> is, <it? laughs> is, Car- is Carolyn Wilson transgender? Excellent. Um, well, we don't know. Maybe we've got to give give her the Thailand check. You know what? I've ben. said a lot. I've said a lot of. Oh. Maybe I appear behind the curtains. <laughs> Thailand check. Oh, that's Make fantastic. sure you do that check before you get them home too, guys. P.S. <laughs> you don't um, want to be paying for something that you can't actually use, you know? Oh, wow. Well, you could use it, Chris. You could use it. Oh, man. Well, I mean, some people, you could, if you, you want could, to sing that way. You could use it as, uh, to clean your glasses. No. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way. You know, windscreen wipers. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you normally blow in your glasses to oh, wipe yeah. them? Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> um... Glasses, anyway, Carolyn Wilson, good call. Sorry. Um, who is the best trade? Uh, so from uh, Derek Langdon, who won last. He's, he's uh, three points on. We should actually keep a running scale and have an award at the end of the year for the guys for the banter of the week. So Derek was um, the winner last week, and he said, uh, "Who is the best trade for Liam Ryan, or do we keep him uh, on the pond?" Yeah. So again, I think uh, yeah, wait up, one week. I'm hoping that Higgins pulls out a sixty or a seventy next week, yeah. and I can be confident with his job security enough to put. Pull the trigger there. Uh, Ross was asking about Hogan, so we covered this one earlier. Uh, he versed Brisbane and North, uh, with, and I think when they finally comes back in, it could mix it up. Um, yeah, I think he'll have some lower games. Uh, I don't, Draft, I'm not, yeah, I'm not set on him being 90-plus average. He, he's a quality player, and his role's good at this point in time, but will it stay that way? Will he punch someone in the face? It's I'm not, like I'm not convinced yet. I'll give, you, I'll give you this, Ross. If you make that decision and it works out for you, oh. you're going to be well ahead of the game. Yeah, um, you'd the be problem is, yeah, you, 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 The problem is... If you make the decision and it goes the other way, and it's more likely that's way. So I, I'm definitely, unfortunately, a more safe player. If he's killing it, I will bring him in after the buys. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably considered. I'll just pay whatever it is because I'll be looking to film and a side. Unfortunately, out. you know, by that stage, you probably lost maybe 60 or 70 points yeah. over those span of games that you from the player that you actually had instead. Um yeah, I, I look. I don't. I don't know what the answer is because I can't tell the future. What I can tell you is it's it's more likely that he's more like Jared Waite and less like well, who broke out last? Kate Oliver. Because that's exactly that's literally the what you're you're saying. He's going to be a a top six forward, and I'm not sold on that. So yeah, and I'd rather wait a little longer. <laughs> yes. Um. Right. Okay. So Sicily. So Langdon and Ryan can loophole Sicily to get Richards. Who I yeah, can that's, bring in that's actually not other. a terrible way to do it. So I can't do that because. Um, again, it'll be it'll change my on-field scoring pattern, and I do not want to do that. So you're saying if you have Langdon in, uh, Sicily in defence, you can then push him Sicily, forward. Sicily, no Sicily in the forwards. Um, oh wait, no, yeah, no. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, so you have Sicily in defence. I've got Sicily forward. If you have Sicily in defence, you can move Sicily to the forward line and trade line directly to Ed Richards, and that's something that would have been there. Yeah, that would be so, a good idea. So yeah, so yes, um, 
I think of the ways to get Langdon in, that's the best. That's number one. Um, unfortunately, I've got... Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, my, my three guys on field are doing too well and my other two aren't doing too bad. So, yeah. look... Um, Amo. Billings. Amo with his fantastic um, 49 this week, guys. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, look... I, oh. I was never big on him. He had a he he trapped people. He was a JLT trap. He was. He had a one more or less than um, Redden. But well, the same. Well, oh well, I, I reckon though. more. Yeah, the difference is more people started with Army, Armitage because yep. of his price point. Yeah, I was considering it. Yeah, and then I, decided I was considering not to. it too. I actually had him in my team for a while, and then I. Um, I with, had him in my team for about five days, Chris. I had him there in place of Andrew Brayshaw. And the fact that Brayshaw had that 87-97 pushed me to, to take him. I think if you went for um, Armitage and or you went for Amira, you're hurting. Yeah. At least Amira got 100 this week. Yeah, so. agreed. And look, Armo can pull it around. Uh, look, unless if you're expecting more than an 80 average out of him, or even 90 average really, I mean, if, you, if that's what you're expecting, you're probably not going to get that. Um, I'd be half tempted to trade him. The good news is you're not losing money. He's not going down in, in price. Um, he'll probably hover around the same or make you a little bit of cash. So you can afford to sit on him if you want. It's more about on-field scoring. So if you're trading Armitage, it's who you're going to. And if that's a rookie that's going to outscore him, that's your call. And you can make that. Um, if you're going up to someone, you probably don't have enough cash to do that at the moment. So you kind of have to, you're forced into a situation where you just kind of have to play him on field for the next couple of weeks until you get enough of a, a rookie that's hit um, peak price that you can trade him down and then go Armitage to, um, well, who's in midfield that's that had a bad game? Maybe a Rocky. Or Rocky and Merritt have had bad games. Well, Merritt, Merritt's the one, number one trading yeah. target for sure. Yeah. I still think that he could be maybe top I'm hope- 15. Yeah. Yeah, here's here's the hoping. Um, so Daryl said he started with Lockie Neal as a pod. Um, he considered as a top ten mid. Yep. So given should they trade in cows or top ten players in their position? Uh, exactly should they right. trade him in if he's no longer going to be top ten? Um, I think he's still. Put, I I never thought he would be top ten, but I think I'll put him in the same boat as Merritt. He could just easily, outside. Yeah, and he could very well easily come out with a one fifty game. I'd be. He's already lost money, right? Yeah. I'd wait for him to influx and have a couple of good games, and then if you want to get rid of him, sideways him on a high. Well, like I said before, and this is something that if um this is actually stats from Fancy Freako, so shout out to Fancy Freako. Um, so he actually hasn't lowered his disposal averages at all. He's the only difference in his game is he's tackling less and his disposal efficiency is down. So what that tells me is that he's just out of form. That's work rate. So that can come back into his game, um, and it's not some. It's not role change. It's not anything else. It's just he's literally la- out of form, and t- next week could be a one fifty. That literally could be the difference with a nil. Yeah. So it if could be a catalyst believe, to start. Yeah. If you believe he's he's got the talent, then don't don't trade him just because of you know, lack of form. Um, it, the, it, the, you change him because of a role change or similar. So um, I would hold personally. Right. Yep. So a couple of people are saying McGovern to Ryan from Fremantle. No. Don't be sucked in. We've covered this already. Ryan, uh, he's not yeah. top six. You know, he might he might be a good player this year, but, you know, when was the last time Fremantle had anyone? When, when not, was the last time Fremantle had any yeah. top six defender? It's not going to happen. Yeah, it was, a, it was a while back. Well, it was when Michael Johnson was actually taking intercepts and, um, and scoring quite well. Um yeah, look, to be honest, I just need more. I, I'm yep. not sold on him. No, I, don't get me wrong, think, he's played really good football, 
but in games where yeah. he was if, if on he his was own. That, if he was that good, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have traded him as steak knives. Yeah. Let's be honest. I tried to get some value when I could. I'm just I worry about that trade. So um, yeah, not, not for me. Yeah. So look, I wouldn't do that. Um, um, yeah, Elliot what, and Danger are looking Armitage juicy. to Ben Jacobs. Oh yeah, this one. Um, no, no. Uh, so don't throw Armitage to Ben Jacobs. That's he's not a better player. Just if you want to make a hundred thousand dollars, you should have started with a cheaper rookie instead yeah. of Armitage. The um, I mean the one consideration there is if you've got enough so he just said that he might have enough to go to a premium forward yeah but that's a two trader just to get a premium yeah. forward downgrade um, to upgrade rather, and then you're going to have to trade that player yeah. to somebody else anyway so I'd rather really... go Liam, Liam Ryan down get that cash and go up that way or I'd rather wait a couple of weeks and then get a right rookie downgrade to a, an, an upgrade um, I think we really got to because of on field scoring capacity you got to keep Armo and then up trade him when you yeah. get a chance to up trade him. Well, not to mention you take if, him off for another rookie that's probably going to average the same or less. Well, if you if you trade a mid pricer down to a rookie, right, and then try and upgrade someone else, then you're going to have to trade that rookie to someone else. That's like three trades yeah. to fix your structure. That's yeah. to do with your starting structure. You've got to go but for up me, with Armo, right? you need to stick with your structures. If you know you had a rookie in your forward line, don't try and make them a primo. Yeah. You know, I mean, stick with your structure that you started with because that's three trades yeah. just to try and fix your structure. Like that's a white of And and yes, um, so uh, Jacobs had a really good sec- last week, was it? Where he he was he just tagging really, though. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't. I wouldn't expect that as an average from Jacobs. No. So, yeah. I mean, I think that on field scoring wise. Um, Armo should be scoring a, a lot more heavily than um, than Jacobs, and for that reason, yep. you keep him and then upgrade him when you get a chance. Don't downgrade him because you'll download your downgrade your on-field scoring on the upgrade. Yep. Uh, so James also says uh, Elliot Yo and Danger are looking juicy soon. I disagree. <laughs> um, I think Elliot Yo will. No, I, I, I still disagree. It's, it, it, it's it's too early in the year. Yeah, the, the problem it is be, it's, it's both like, of them. Yeah. Well, what, okay. So they drop. How are you getting them? They drop in price. Yeah. How they drop in price now? How are you getting them? Unless you're going to sideways trade a Savage, do you know what I mean? To him, like say yeah. Luke Ryan to someone else, and then maybe Savage into Yo or Savage into Yo directly. Yeah. Your first it's not real going, prime um, downgrade targets are round six to eight. Yep. So if you're looking at, okay, well, yeah, I can get Yo. Yo by that stage is going to be back up it around 525. Correct. 30. So it's about timing, yep. guys. It's about trading. If Yo has another bad game to back this one up, he'll yeah, go even then, lower. Then, then, then I'd be looking, looking to at, try and yeah. get him in. Like Zach Merritt. That's I am, why I, think, I'm looking I don't think Dangerfield's going to be within looking, reach. I am looking at ways to possibly get Zach Merritt in. But if he has a good game, he's back up. And, it, you know, you're not trading in players in round three. Yeah. It's usually around the buys or before the buys, particularly That's why six the, to the real 12. juicy one's Rockcliffe if he gets a role change only if he gets a role change keep an eye out for it <laughs> sidebar he's like oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Um, McGovern uh, to Freo Ryan okay well why no, just start with McGovern we said that oh one, no the other uh, okay, okay so I have um, O'Connor from Geelong who's only played one game should I swap him to Richards um Sideways trade to gain cash is a tough thing. It depends on what your team's like and if you've got loophole options. Um, again, O'Connor's not someone that I'm really keen on for job security-wise. If he's not playing now, he's not going to play. But he might get a gig this week with their injuries. So wait, hold, and see how you go. Um, I think, is O'Connor a um, 102k rookie? I think it's cheap, yeah. So you, it's really an upgrade. So you're really paying money to gain money. I don't like doing that. I hate doing that. Um, so if if he's playing this week, I'd cold. Um, consider if you've got the cash and O'Connor's not named. 123k. Consider. 123k. 
uh, yeah, I'd leave it for now. Uh, but look, that's it for the Q&As, yeah. uh, guys. I believe that is basically everything. Um, so please do, you know, comment, shout out throughout the week. Um, don't forget to keep... I want to see some memes, Chris. Yeah, get Some comments it. or memes about Yo! or Cruiser. That yep. would be nice. Paying out Ben. With those, what? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He always likes a Cruiser. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right, uh, we'll we'll get out of here. Yeah, but we'll get out of here. Thanks, so thanks very much for sticking around with us, guys. It's getting late. I hope, to... hope you appreciate the content. Oh, before we go, we do apologise for the lateness of this week's podcast. We hope you actually get to listen to it before um, Friday night. So, yep. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, jeez, Chris. <sighs> Oh. Yeah, been a, been a slightly busy uh, couple of weeks for me, so unfortunately we're doing a little bit later in the week and a little bit later at night. But, yeah, we'll um, endeavour to get it uh, earlier next week. Shut up, Chris. You'll do it when I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not my real dad. All right. Uh, we are Catch Insider. Thank you very much. Enjoy this weekend's footy. And um, look, here's a quick little blessed shout-out for all of you and all of your teams. <laughs> I will hashtag bless your side this week. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Enjoy. Have a good one. See you, guys. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.